Well, Sal, I cannot believe we find ourselves at episode six. Episode six? Wow, is it really episode six? It absolutely is episode six. That's amazing. Well, welcome, everybody. I think, uh, you know, the first thing I want to talk about tonight is kind of the elephant in the room. Uh, and I don't want to spend an enormous amount of time on it because we got a great show. But um, the elephant in the room is there is uh, CIG announced today there's a wipe. Um, and it's not just your traditional everyday garden variety wipe. It's the wipe, you know, where they wipe your AUEC, your ships, all of your in-game yeah, items. Bones. Yeah. You are right back to the things that you paid real money for. And potentially a little stipend if you maybe participate in Jump Town or the Nine Tails Lockdown this weekend. What do you think about that? Well, (laughs) (laughs) zing, right? Yep, zing. Well, for us, it's not that big of a deal, right? Because you know we we love to get out there and hump it, and we were already, you know, we were already setting up a game. You know, our gameplay for, you know, first thing that we need to do when the wipe goes live. So, uh, but, you know, I guess we'll be out doing those missions this weekend. (laughs) Have a little bit of starting scratch. It makes a difference. I I mean, honestly, if you happen to listen to this before, the last time they did the wipe, I can't exactly remember how the numbers shook out. But it seems like if you participated in Xeno Threat, and the Nine Tails lockdown. I can't remember if it calculated both of them or not, but you ended up with about a hundred thousand more starting capital. Now that's no indication that that's the way they're going to handle it this time. But I can tell you the difference between starting with a hundred and thirty thousand versus thirty thousand I found was incredibly significant. I mean, I immediately logged in, got my prospector upright, and began mining, uh, as opposed to maybe having to build a little bit of value or a little bit of wealth kind of prior to to getting out there and doing some mining well i tell you with a extra 100k that's a big deal when you don't you know when you don't have any cash at all so it's so it's old when you're established and you know we're, we're throwing our <laughs> we're we're throwing a you know five and six hundred k around like hey you know let you know a little help here a little help there you know and please everybody you know, help as many people as you can for sure. But you know, when you're starting back from scratch, that hundred K, it's going to be a big deal. You know, and I want to mention, I did talk to one miner today uh, who about a week ago told me, "Hey, I just hit a hundred million," and uh, they were really proud of it. And so I kind of hit them up today, and I'm like, "Yikes! What do you think about that wipe?" And I was really very pleasantly surprised by his response. He's like, you know, they can't take the accomplishment away from me that I made that I was able to mine a hundred million. I really liked that attitude. I was very pleasantly surprised. That's a great attitude to have. Oh, it absolutely is. And it, you know, with our attitudes, we were just kind of like, eh, kind of thing because we're like, yeah, we love doing this. We're gonna get out there and you know do it all over again. It's no no sweat off our nose. So. Yeah, the only thing I would say that I'll maybe approach with a little more caution this time than I did the last time is, and and I mean, I'll venture this question out to you, Zell, too. I think, I mean, I have a sneaking suspicion that there may also be a wipe in 3.18. I don't, I can't 
necessarily wrap my head around that a little bit. I've been trying to think about it a little more. But I'd always thought that there was going to be the wipe in 3.18 with the cargo refactor coming. And so I'm probably going to be somewhat cautious. I'm, while I am absolutely going to get myself on my feet established, and there are certainly some ships I'm going to be purchasing, I may kind of keep my ear to the track here and see if we can pick up whether or not they will give us some kind of an indication of how they plan on handling it with 3.18. Well, I'm not going to lie. Uh, that, you know, I, I felt that it was very interesting the day that, uh, that they came out with they were going to do the wipe for 3.17.2. Um, we knew the wipe, you know, we knew a wipe was coming. We just didn't know, you know, when or where. Um, you know, we surmised a while back that it would probably be the 318 patch <clears throat> because it was more server related. It was all the new things that they were going to be adding to the server. Yes. And to us, that seemed like it made more sense to wipe the servers then because they're going to be adding, you know, a lot of stuff on the server. So, you know, wiping the servers, cleaning the servers up, and then restarting the game. You know, re uh, putting the game back on those servers clean seemed like the way to go. Now, um, we know a lot of the you know reasons for the wipe um, for three seventeen. A lot of the duping exploits, and for three seventeen one, there was a couple of days of the uh, of the doubling your cash <laughs> and doing those. Uh, AV cargo runs from Area 18 to uh, uh, to Orison. So we knew the wipe was coming eventually. But I was very, you know, like I said, I was very surprised that it was going to be for 317.2. I couldn't agree more. I was caught off guard. I mean, I knew that there had been these situations where people had, you know, made quite a bit of money. Um, you know, to me, the AV thing seemed like you had not, you're gambling an awful lot of your money too. There ended up being some piracy around it. Uh, I thought it was actually kind of interesting. They did actually patch it. Um, so they, they obviously felt like, you know, you know, maybe, you know, one of the things I mentioned the Zells, maybe they had a metric going or something. And all of a sudden they're like, how did 200 people make a hundred million today? <laughs> you know, and they started looking into it and they're like, oh, yikes, this AV stuff is a little, a little more than what we had bargained for. Because I don't necessarily well, know that it was an, a bug. I mean, I, I, no, and maybe no, they admitted it, it was, but I, I didn't see that. It was definitely, it is not, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, a byproduct of something else. Like, um, you know, the server not recognizing that you sold a particular, you know, um, thing. It wasn't, wasn't a duplication oh, bug or something, right? Exactly right. It wasn't. It wasn't something that the server picked up and, you know, kept thinking that, you know, the, you know, when you do these duplication bugs with uh, going to a terminal and trying to, you know, resell the same thing over and over again, it wasn't where the server thought it was gone and but then it reappeared. That type of thing. This was a, you know, this was a thing where the AV equipment, uh, you bought it at a particular location for 
$250 and you could go to Orison and sell it for $500. It was, it was very specific in the numbers. It wasn't like one of those things like, oh, well, somehow the numbers got, you know, however we did our metrics, the numbers got skewed or, you know, something like that. It was, it was someone plugged those numbers in. Yeah. And it was hot stuff. I mean, you know, if you had a, the way I understood it, cause I didn't actually get a chance to do it. Um, I was thinking about doing it when they, when they hot patched it. But if you had a C2, I think you had a 14 and a half million AUEC investment, you know, and then you could go ahead and then make, you know, 35, you'd sell, sell out of it for 35. So, you know, you were making, you know, almost, you know, f- you know, 15, 14 and a half million a run. But that being said, here's the here's the one thing that I thought is very interesting, right? Because, you know, you you were later to find out that there was a lot of like piracy ramped up very quickly, you know, in a good way. You know, whenever there's, you know, whenever there's kind of a jump town or there's you know some kind of a money kind of hallway, some something that's got people kind of going down a similar tunnel, you can absolutely bet that the people who um, make their make their hay, you know, in a situation like that by kind of, you know, scans like, hey, uh, so I'm scanning your C2 and I notice that you have 699 uh, SCU of <laughs> of AV on on board. So how about that? Maybe three and a half million. That ten percent, you know, you know that that as you know before you take your trip down to Orson, prefer, preferably. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Here's another thing to think about if you're going to be a little bit more conspiratorial minded in a way, or just kind of looking at it, you know, in, a, in another way is that maybe they, this was purposeful where they were trying to collect metrics on how fast something could ramp up, how something, how fast something uh, could organically generate you know, all these other things that come about, like you were saying, the piracy, where you're like, you create a very lucrative situation, get a lot of people doing it and see, you know, see how, what happens yeah, after how, that. How quickly can that kind of, can a very tight uh, noose be established on a situation like that? Because the way I understand it is, I mean, there, it was a, there was a fairly significant shakedown happening in short order, <laughs> you know? So and that's great, honestly. I, I don't have any problem with that. And I mean, I always say, you know, I am a sheep among wolves. I definitely do more industrial stuff. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm not a competent um, uh, combat pilot, but, you know, I mean, I'm, you could be as competent as you want in a, in a prospector. <laughs> it's not really going to matter that much. Um, but, well, then, you know. <laughs> but then again, the other night when uh, we did the prospector swarm, we... <laughs> We uh, were being attacked, and there was about eight of us in prospectors, you know, taking out, taking out a couple of dudes. So, you know, that it, can happen too. It can happen. All of a sudden, you might be surrounded by a wing. That's right, man. Death by a thousand cuts. You know, and uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, as we were joking about, maybe maybe we should pull out the mining lasers and really get her going. <laughs> you know, oh, with, with those. With with that new impact build, I, I blow a hole straight through, uh, through an arrow. <laughs> so, anyways, I think uh, just to round it out, I'm not in any way. I hope that no one would ever take away. I'm in no way, shape, or form. I was surprised by it, but I am not. In, and like, it does not damper my enthusiasm at all that they've that they've d- done this wipe. 
I'm a, I'm a little more prepared, a little more maybe upright in the sense that I have the prospect or I have the Taurus. Uh, you know, um, those two things alone really will kind of get me off my feet. But um, yeah, I, I mean, no way. I'm I'm excited about. It. If anything, I'm excited about kind of um, digging back in and kind of you know nose to the grindstone a little bit and uh, and a best foot forward. Well, it uh, puts us back on that uh, work schedule a little bit harder. We did kind of hit a little bit of that lull. Where, um, you know, now we're back to, you know, working towards something and grinding again. Uh, that's always awesome. That's, you know, that's the things that we like to do. And, and you know, just like you, um, we always set, our, uh, you know, I set myself up the same way. All my ships that, uh, that I own uh, are for making money. So I don't, I don't, I don't, well, yeah, I have, a, I have a few that aren't specific to making money, but most of the, most of the ships that I do own are, are money makers, you know, I'm a prospector and transport ships and things like that. So, you know, when these things come about, you know, we can get, uh, we can hit the ground running again. Now, will I build up the fleet that I had, you know, recently? Hmm. Probably not, even though they've come out a few times. And and it's probably true that, which still, you know, makes me scratch my head a little bit about the whole reason that they did it and or, or planning on doing it in 317.2 rather than doing it in 318. Um, you know, because they, they have come out and said that, you know, they don't want to wipe if they don't have to. Which uh, they have, but, you know, a lot of the exploits that happened, you know, the past couple months, and you know, pretty much killing the economy. They were going to have to do something. And now that it's not just a monetary wipe, but it's a, you know, everything wipe completely down to the bones. That was something that you, you know, like I said, that I would thought I would have seen in three eighteen where they were doing all the server upgrades. But, you know. And I, like I said, with the cargo refactor and persistent entity streaming, those two things alone to me means wipe in 318. And so, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm definitely not building up. I'm going to, I'm going to very, I'm going to be very um, particular about the ships that I choose to purchase this time. Um, and I, and I'm definitely not going to grind up some massive amount of cash myself. And I never really do anyways. I normally will, you know, you know, try to get to the 10 million mark. Um, and then from there kind of count 10 million as like my zero point and then go up to like 20 and then maybe buy a ship or two. And then, you know, there are, there are always responsibilities that we have to the organization. Um, but even then I want to say for the organization, we're going to have to be, um, Cautious as well. I don't want to go out and, and, you know, earn like, you know, 20 or 30 million and sink those into Gladiuses and only to find out that, that they're all going to be, you know, it's all going to get wiped again in just a few months. So we don't want to burn ourselves out. Um, no, no, exactly not. <clears throat> and that's the thing is, uh, you know, just basically getting the org back on its feet. Um, pretty much, the you know, one of the reasons that we're out you know, making money is it, it, you know, for you know Thursday nights and and uh, when we do uh, 
you know, when uh, we do the different contests and like to have the prize money. So, you know, most of the time when we're out making money, you know, it's basically for the fun stuff that we like to do. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. I mean, we, you know, uh, certainly like to give some purses away for some uh, Quantania Mining Derbies, you know. Uh, you know, the we, wacky, crazy races that we put on. Yep. The Damar death rallies that we, <laughs> you know, kind of. Those things are lots of fun, character building. Um, and uh, and quite honestly, they do actually pay some pay dividends. I mean, if people get a little better at driving their ROCs, if people get a little, uh, you know, the, you're willing to kind of, in order to, you know, in a shorter period of time, maybe take some risks in a prospector you wouldn't normally take. You get out of your comfort zone in order to kind of win a race or those types of things. It pays dividends. So it's, a, it's fun, um, but there's also... Uh, a learning aspect to it as well um and uh, you know of course a nice reward at the end if you happen to be the guy who wins i tell you what uh for the last for the uh the daymar death race the the rally o doom yeah. <laughs> um i'll have to give everybody just kudos i mean a big thumbs up across the board it was very ambitious it was a 100k race <clears throat> and it took a little over two hours to complete. And for those guys to, uh, in a rock, by the way, for those guys to complete that race in an ROC, uh, was, uh, you know, was a massive accomplishment in my opinion. It, you know, um, it shows a lot of endurance and the guys stuck it out and we all had a fun time. Yeah, so. and I think I think if I'm not mistaken, I think we made sure that everybody who kind of got to the finish line got you know put a quarter million in their pocket. So everybody got everybody got a good purse. That is for sure. Yeah. So you know if you showed up and worked hard and it didn't matter if you were I mean obviously first place you know got first place money but even if you came in last, uh, but you but you endured that you know. Uh, situation um, we you know we made it fun so uh, and one of the cool things I will just say is kind of a last thing specific to that race was it was very interesting um, you know there was one person who was kind of clearly uh, out in the lead for the longest time and there were, the person who ended up winning the race was just kind of just taking that slow and steady approach you know just very you know methodical uh, and really it was only early in the last five kilometers did it all turn around? You know what I mean in that situation. So, a very, you know, very, you, uh, very interesting lesson that, to be learned in that particular. That's right. Race. You hear that term: slow is fast. Slow and steady wins the race, it, and it, it really is true when it when it comes down to an endurance race. You know, it is it is definitely true. You know, every single time you kind of get around an obstacle. Where you don't, you don't, you know, you don't kind of spin out or wind up on your side a little bit, and the the ROCs are very good about uprighting themselves. You know what I mean? But every single, you know, it's it's just it's one of those things. It's it's kind of death by a thousand cuts. You know what I mean? Uh, you can absolutely just kind of oversteer, spin out, and it's not easy. I mean, it's easy to sit there and, and you know, I'm not in any way being critical of anybody who did the race. It was just interesting to me how how that particular race worked out. It uh, no, it was, it was awesome. Next one is going to be, you know, bigger, crazier, wilder. 
a lot more danger and intrigue. Uh, it, it's going to be pretty great. Are you ready to talk about our most requested show yet? I am. I am really excited to talk about that. So um, it probably won't come as a surprise to some of you because you've been asking for this. Um, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you. You know, I love. I love it when you break the big news. You're always so excited about it. Well, before I do, I want everybody to get out there and hit that subscribe button. I want you to hit the thumbs up and get down in the comments and give us a little bit of engagement. Even if you just give us a little smiley emoji, we love the engagement. So make sure that you go and do that. And now we're going to talk about the head to head, the thing that everyone's been requesting. Eric versus Odyssey. <laughs> the Carrick versus the Odyssey, a tale of two exploration ships. Uh, actually, I know everyone's I know everyone's heard the tale, but we're here to tell it. Here we're here to tell it again. Yeah, and and one of the things is is I, it, it it's interesting to kind of revisit this because it was such a hot topic at the time. But it has this, you know, you've really had some time for it to settle. And, um, and I actually think that's paid some dividends in kind of the thoughts here, hopefully, that we share tonight. Um, and I really did enjoy diving into both of these ships at, you know, a, at a real deep level, kind of taking a look at, you know, what Robert Space Industry says, what some of the wiki sites say, you know, definitely how um, a lot of the people who play the game, you know, what their reactions were at the time. Um, you know, all those things kind of played into some of the calculus that's going to go into tonight's conversation. I, you know, I love doing the homework. I love going back and revisiting uh, a lot of this. And you're right, we're coming, <clears throat> we're coming back at an angle uh, now where all the dust has settled. And we get to figure out, you know, where do we go from here? Absolutely. And so I think we talked about, and I think that if you're okay with this, we talked about we're going to go through kind of the specifications for one of the ships and talk about it a little bit, then go through the specifications for the other ship and talk about it a little bit, and then just kind of pit them against each other in our conversation and, and just kind of uh, and, and see where we land. And give her our thought, our two cents, our thoughts on each particular ship, what we liked, what we didn't like about them. Um, maybe a couple things we may change or, you know, could change around if we had, you know, if we had that ability. So uh, let's get into it. I agree. So we probably ought to start with, of course, the senior of the two, which is the Carrick. You know, it's been in the game the longest and... Um, you know, uh, and I and I think it, and because of that, it it has seniority. <laughs> What's your thought on that? It was definitely the first of the you know the big explorer ships, and when we get into this, uh, you're probably going to see a little bit of where uh, when they were designing the Carrick. Uh, after the fact, they kind of had that uh, facepalm moment where they're like, ah, oh, we should have done this. And some of it kind of got added to the Odyssey. I agree. So, I agree with that. I think that there was some some afterthought about the Carrick that, you know, that maybe maybe at the time 
um, they weren't really thinking about those things or, you know, maybe there were, you know, like maybe because refineries, of course, were not a thing in the game at all when they brought out the Carrick, you know, refineries came much later. And so, you know, I definitely would imagine, you know, in an expedition ship, um, you know, in an exploration ship, the concept of having an onboard refinery, which is, you know, one of the very key differences in the Carrick and the Odyssey, um, is one of those, like you said, kind of an afterthought where they're like, hmm, maybe we should have did this. And they're like, oh, we're going to do that in the next one for sure. Well, do you think the Carrick, uh, somewhere down the road, when they do a lot of the reworks on some of the ships, uh, you think the Carrick will have another pass on it where they may add a couple of things or clean a couple of things up in the Carrick? Here's the one thing that we can honestly say that we do not have all the information when it comes to the Carrick. And it's one of the things we already spoke to, and that's modularity. And there is some modularity in those cargo beds, in those cargo uh, you know, areas that very well could make the Carrick significantly more lucrative on paper than it does seem now. Because, of course, they talk about, you know, there's just the cargo ones. But, you know, the Carrick's got a couple of things that definitely, a couple of tricks up its sleeve that uh, that I certainly think that if they play their cards right, would absolutely kind of make it a much more interesting conversation than maybe it is now without that information. Oh, absolutely. Um, that is probably the big question mark for the Carrick is what type of functionality are we going to get out of those cargo bays? Yep. There's a, there's a lot of speculation on what they could be. Uh, one of the, you know, one of the biggest things that I thought was probably the neatest of all of them is being able to drop them off like a pod, like if it was like um like a research pod where you have like a little self-contained hab that you could drop off on a planet and and you know do scientific research unbelievable uh, that, that that's pretty neat so um, for, for for those of you who may not necessarily know the Carrick has these the three swappable or modules are big you know you you kind of there's a catwalk that if you've been in the Carrick before there's a catwalk that runs past them but they're actually three swappable modules under its belly uh and they're just basically cargo modules uh they're designed to allow the character to adapt to more specific jobs you know what I mean? Um, and right now they just have the cargo variant on there. And that's why you get the 456 SCU is because, uh, you know, they're just cargo. But, you know, like, like as I was saying, I mean, just that one alone being able to, could you imagine here is a self-contained hab that you can put down on a, you know, on a planet, you know, um, if you were, say, you wanted to establish some kind of a research outpost or you know, potentially do some some other kind of gameplay loop, or maybe you were doing some surveying or some ex, you know, you know, or you were looking around for some, you know, some hand mineables or something along those lines to have some place yeah. that you can return to, like a little mobile base that the carrot could then return and pick up and carry to some other place. That's amazing. That's right. Oh, you can. Stars. What versatility! You could be doing your research on your floral and your fauna and. 
all the you know all the different scientific uh, gameplay loop features that uh, you know we're sure to see here pretty soon. Let's uh, let's get into the metrics of the Carrick. I like it. So it's roll. It's an expedition ship. Uh, they call it large size. Yes. Its crew is four to six. We spoke a little bit about the cargo capacity, which is 456. With the cargo it's modules. Length, yep. With the, yep. Its length is 126.5 meters. Its beam, which is its width, is 76.5. Its height is 30 meters. Its cruise speed is 208 millimeters per second. And its max speed is 1,236 meters per second, which is pretty quick for a large ship. And they do have kind of a minimum crew rating, and they say they really think that you, in order to really take full advantage of it, the minimum crew is a four. You know, so it is, you know, that is, there's a, there's, that is a key difference. The Odyssey does have a minimum crew of one. I don't know, you know, that's very interesting to me. I mean, same max crew between the two, but apparently, you know, there's maybe, you know, it, Obviously, if you, you know, you can just be, a, you can be a crew of one. I mean, they say you, you could pull it off, <laughs> you know, in the, in the Odyssey. So that's kind of an interesting thought as well, you know, but, um, you know, the Carrick is, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is, uh, one, it's a very, it's a very purpose built, um, you know, kind of military style expedition ship. Well, that's a little bit of its history, right? It once was part of the UE Navy. It's lineage. As, that's exactly right. As uh, they go out and find these jump points. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the history a little bit. So when they, <clears throat> I guess one of the big controversies, something that we kind of seen a little bit in the past week or so was the controversy in the Banu Merchantman and where a lot of people weren't happy with the way the concept art looked, um, you know, seven years ago compared to the way it looks now. We had that same controversy with the Carrick because it didn't end up looking exactly like the concept art did when it was first released as a concept, um, you know, it was sleeker. It was definitely thinner. Um, it had giant long landing gear. Um, I feel like, yeah, it did lose a little bit of that sleekness, but the way it is now, I think it probably is in a better place. It's definitely got more functionality than it ever would have if it was, you know, thinner in stature. You know, if its beam was a little bit uh, was a little bit thinner, because you couldn't have crammed all that stuff in there. Um, when they first were designing the concept, it grew to to be able to it was grew to 170 meters um, to be able to, you know fit all the stuff that they wanted to fit into it, 
which is interesting to me. The reason that they kind of chucked some stuff out, I guess, that they would have had to have trimmed up some things or definitely made the spaces a little bit more efficient to kind of bring it back to 126.5. Uh, you know, what, what, you know, what didn't get in, you know, what didn't they put in as a, as a shortened it out. Um, it, it definitely would have been a, a lot bigger ship at 170 meters. Oh, you absolutely. Couldn't have, you couldn't have landed it in a large hangar. It would have been a situation where it would be like the 890 where you, or the uh, Reclaimer where you could only land it in a couple of places. Uh, you had to take it to a station that had a docking port if you were going to dock it. So, I don't know. I'm of two minds of that. If you're going to have the premier exploration ship and its sole purpose is to be out in deep space, is it that big of a deal? I mean, it is now, and these are considerations to have for sure uh, as it relates to gameplay. When it was released... You know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, we only had Stanton. And e even at the time, we, we didn't even have the Lagrange points that we have now. We didn't have a lot of a lot of the landing zones that we have today. So I understand that um, as it relates to that type of aspect where um, it being prudent for it to be able to land in the areas that you have available to you. Because you know you don't have these big areas to go explore, but in a different consideration, um, its purpose is to be out in deep space. So if you're more forward thinking, would that have been such a big deal to keep it at 170 meters? What's what's your What's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, one of the things is is the the jump sizes. You know, the jump gates or or the jump points are different sizes. For instance, I know they talked about like the Freelancer Max being like one of the largest sizes that could fit through a certain size jump point. So it does make me wonder if maybe some of the scale back was, you know, when they began thinking about that gameplay. Hard to say. One of the things I will just kind of say, you know, first of all, if you've been around the character, it's a sharp looking ship. You know, it is a good looking ship. I love the way that the canopy looks on it. Um, and so uh, I definitely think that there was probably something in there about the, you know, about one of its, you know, the character's design is what it's, what it's supposed to do is go out there and find jump points. I think that's kind of what it's... It's an expedition ship. Um, it is, does, you know... And so, it really, to me, one of the reasons why... I, I think it's really easy, for instance, because Quantania mining is so popular and we understand what, you know, the direct relation between getting places and and um, in, in, in Quantania mining. And one of the things that makes the Odyssey so cool is it, it, it's something that we can kind of see, envision, feel, think, deal with now because we we quantania mine we understand kind of man that thing makes its own hydrogen man that thing makes its own you know quantum fuel 
Um, that's a super cool thing. We haven't seen some of the gameplay design that the Carrick is meant to support. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I do think that's going to change, you know, depending on, and it's a really critical question, is how are they going to handle this jump point stuff? Because I know that I have a way that I would like to see it handled, but I, I'm not sure I've heard that around the community that much. Um, but for me, the Carrick, you know, should be able to at a much greater range than most of the other craft. They do say all the other craft are capable of it, but at a much greater range, find a jump point, you know, and, and to me, there's, I hope, I truly hope that there's an RNG value to that jump point. And here's what I mean by that. So, you know, let me just kind of set up this quick scenario. Um, and so, and I had used this, you and I talked about this a little bit before, where I talked about, so you have Stanton, then you have Pyro, then you have Nyx. So in order to get the Nyx, you go to Stan, you go from Stanton to Pyro, and then from Pyro to Nyx. But let's just say your Carrick was in Nyx, and it just happened to, to, you happened to be scanning, and you found this jump point. And so you kind of approach the jump point, and you do whatever analysis on it, and it's fairly unstable. You know, and based on its instability, you happen to know that you believe that, you know, um, after you analyze it, it will actually it'll actually jump directly to Stanton. Like you don't have to go to Pyro, but you also estimate that it's only really going to be stable for about six jumps. You know what I mean? So that's actually some lucrative information you could potentially sell to a cargo organization. Maybe a cargo organization's like, man, I'd love to take my hull ease laden with whatever with av equipment if you will um you know what i mean and 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 take that over to orison where they're buying it for 500 but i am not taking a bunch of unprotected hollies through pyro there's no way we just get picked off one at a time but it's like well i happen to know that you could actually put six of those guys through this one you know i found a spot where you can make a you know a single jump now you can have you could have like send three ships and three could come back or you could send six ships on a one-way trip and then they can come back empty, you know, type of thing. But, you know, like that type of thing, if there's some kind of a way for the um, Carrick to identify these jump points that are kind of unstable or, you know, they're just kind of, they have a shelf life, they're perishable, that to me really changes, like... Like, that would be, like, some game-changing mechanic. Now, the Odyssey would be capable of locating those th types of things, but not at the level that the Carrick is. And, I mean, they really do go out of their way to say the Carrick is kind of the premier ship at doing that particular thing. And we just don't know how that thing's going to work out. Yeah, we'll, we're going to get into the features about the Carrick, but that is definitely a cool concept. Locating... And they did mention that you will be able to go out and find these different jump points, you know, to what extent. And, and you know, that's definitely a, a grand idea. It did have an RNG value to it um, where you could basically take a shortcut and bypass the, the pirates. And that, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, one of the things about the jump points that... Um, are gonna, you know, it's gonna be really awesome. Is that the jump points are actually physicalized? They're they're an actual tube that you're gonna have to traverse, go through it, and find your way. And you know, they did mention that 
you know, they're going to have these little splits. The uh, These different little uh, uh, tunnels will pop up inside the jump point. And if you take that tunnel, I mean, you may end up, you know, where you're like, hey, we were uh, heading to Pyro and I don't know where we ended up. <laughs> ended up in some random uh, system somewhere. So, you know, that might be pretty neat too. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that at all. You know, so... You know, I do think that the Carrick is, you know, dependent on dependent on how the modularity works out, dependent on how some of these gameplay things work out. This will be a conversation that we may have to revisit at some point. You know, it's like, hey, you know, now that the, you know, now that this gameplay loop is in, or now that we know how this is going to work, you know, you know, we we could be revisiting this conversation six months from now, or a year from now. Or two years from now, like after Squadron 42 is kind of released and they've really started kind of expanding the PU beyond Pyro and Nyx. You know what I mean? Because um, I think it's it's very much in the future how all that's going to work out. I definitely know that we're going to be keeping our eye on both these, both these ships being part of the Explorers League. Little... <laughs> little hidden there for a you know, little Easter egg. <laughs> so uh, the two large radars and the, and then the three computers on the, on the Carrick, what's your thoughts on those? You know, it's, it was one of those things where I felt like when I was reading about, it, I was like three medium computers because they, I mean, like we were just talking about, they had hyped it up to be such a big deal that the whole purpose of the ship is to be mapping these locations out. The ship itself has this gigantic cartography ring. And to have three medium computers, that just seems underpowered to me, for sure. Um, If you're going to be mapping these big giant locations and Yes, I know we may be going into the idea that some of these, some of those cargo pods could be, you know, an extra bank of servers or more computers that you can add to the ship. But you would think from the beginning that they would have, if anything, three large computers because the whole shtick of this ship is mapping these whole star systems out. So, yeah, it seemed it, it seemed underpowered to me. What about you? You know, I it's interesting now as now that we've done this head-to-head comparison, right? And you take a look at say the Odyssey's got four. It's got it does have one more medium computer, one less radar. So, it's all, like I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's almost to me like it seems like almost the computers would pay, play more of a role at locating jump points and calculating like you know kind of interplanetary or interstellar travel you know what mm-hmm. i mean and and the radars would be more like i always the odyssey you know and i don't want to you know you know uh, kind of uh foreshadow too much into it but the odyssey to me has a surveying aspect to it you know and it seems like the like the the radars would be more maybe capable of say locating more quantanium like fields or backslight fields or something. So I almost think like 
like those two things should be almost like in my mind anyways and there very well could be some very good explanations as to why but it always it seems like to me like the the Carrick should have more computers and the odyssey should have more radars <laughs> that's just that's just how i i see it but not necessarily it's not in a bad way it's just like one of those things as i thought about it how it worked out in my mind well yeah it it does have the radar and scanning capabilities it you know, it has the biggest radar, has, you know, the biggest scanning scanning capabilities, um, definitely over the Odyssey. Yep. So that, you know, that is the thing. I just, you know, I feel, I feel like, say in the future when you have, you know, the different AI blades and um, things, that, you know, things of that nature is that you're going to be giving up some of that computer power too if you add these blades in which to me blades just seem like a buff some sort of buff you know for whatever gameplay that you know you're into um so it's going to be adding you know better scanning capabilities possibly but then you're also you know we're going to have to see how how that you know how the metrics work out on you know how much power these computers are going to have and if you know say you took out one of those banks or or if you had the three computers, then maybe the, the blades act like a module where you can, you know, plug the, you know, each. I know that they're going to have these, you know, different components that are able to plug into the computer. So you're going to plug these blades into the computer. So how much, you know, how much draw does the blades have? Or, you know, what kind of buff is it going to do? Is it going to add to the computing power? These are, you know, these are all the little things that, uh, that we, uh, I guess, need to figure out it's definitely one of the things that that the you know the Carrick shtick is that it has the big mapping room you know and, and its whole thing is scanning it's supposed to have the biggest scan range of all the ships that we have out there right, right. now so you know i'm, I'm kind of interested in the seeing how all that plays out and and at some point are we going to be able to you know switch these computers out maybe maybe instead of having three mediums can i get two large or you know something like that is it going to be based on you know power draw how much how much power do you know what do i have in my budget to be able to add the bigger computers it, it, something like that oh i agree with that 100 percent. and it's how how that computer gameplay is going to work is going to be very interesting to me because you know i imagine like there being some kind of a stat like you know like okay so you have whatever number of computational power and that you know different components and different things are going to take a certain amount of that away and then you're going to have you know a certain amount left for storage and a certain amount left for you know, for computational power. And like, for instance, hacking, for instance, you know, I think of hacking, you would think like if you're going to hack, the more computational power you can kind of, maybe it's like in order to hack this thing faster, we're going to shut down our shields. We're going to shut down anything that takes any kind of computational power. We're turning off navigation, whatever. We just want maximum amount of of comp computer power to hack something or to, to, to actually calculate something. <laughs> and we're back. 
So, you know, one of those things about shooting a podcast from your home is occasionally home life spills over into it. And uh, and so magically with the... Uh, with the edit button, we find ourselves back into the world of Star Citizen. <laughs> and, uh... What are we about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we fell through a wormhole. Oh, I absolutely feel like... We were speaking about jump points and computational power, and I feel like maybe, you know... Uh, and I think w- w- maybe we had talked about that wormhole having kind of that, that left turn at Albuquerque, you know? I feel like we took the left turn at Albuquerque, but here we are, so... Uh, some minutes have gone by since we were kind of last talking, and but we, you know, time to carry on here. So, <laughs> without further ado, right? So, yeah, well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit more. I guess we have a little bit more to talk about the carrot. So yes. Let's. I think we've uh, expanded upon the. We feel like the, you know, it may be a little underpowered as it relates to compute power. So let's talk about the range. Uh, this has the has the large uh, fuel tanks on it. it. Has the same size fuel tanks that you get in a Hercules. And what makes this pretty great is its fuel efficiency, because we've, you know putting the big jump drive on or putting the faster jump drive on the on the Hercules uh, that thing drinks the fuel it uh, one of the we love the Crusader ships but one of the things that uh, that the Hercs have a problem with man is uh, not that fuel efficient especially hydrogen coming off uh, if you if you leave Orson <laughs> hit atmosphere. You you almost blow through half your hydrogen just getting back into uh, back into space. So that's the one thing that the Carrick has is has those gigantic fuel tanks uh, and the extended range. Now, what I find pretty interesting is the way they describe it is that they have this advanced jump drive. The Tarsus Tunneler, yeah. Yeah, the Tarsus Tunneler. And that that phrasing is very interesting to me. Tunneler. You know, how, how is... They keep saying that it's highly advanced. So in what way? What You know, what what is it capable of? Is it... Capable of jumping through an unstable jump point or an unstable wormhole. Um, you know that that's it's it's interesting that they called it a tunneler. And I do recall seeing some gameplay where they showed a ship going through a tunnel, and it was it was actually kind of a mini game. Like it really needed to be agile on its turns and points in order to kind of stay in the tunnel. You know, and I don't know how much of that's actually going to be, but I bet you that jump drive is probably going to have some kind of a way to make that more stable. You know, maybe you're well, not going to be able to traverse the the jump points a little bit easier than, let's say, some other ships. You know, th- that's what's I find pretty amazing. And I spoke about it earlier. Is that that jump points are physicalized? 
it's just like driving through, you know, a tunnel under a mountain. You know, there's a starting point, there's an ending point. And if you ever seen them when they were working on the jump points and they pull out, you know, how they, you know, how they have the, you know, that particular jump point worked out, it's one big long tunnel. And, you know, you can see, uh, you know, you can see the beginning part and you can see the ending part and you have to go, you know, it's like driving, you know, real fast through a mountain pass. You know, one, you know, one turn, you know, you don't make that one turn and, and boosh, you know. And it's not static. I mean, atomized. (laughs) Yeah, it's, they're not going to be static. I mean, they're going to be different. And they may be different every time you go into them, for all we know. We don't know much about them. Like, you could be making this, the jump from, say, um, you know, from Stanton to Pyro, and it may be a different, it may not always have the same twists and turns. We don't know how those things are going to necessarily work. I, I do know it's not going to be a loading screen, and it's definitely not going to be like, as far as I understand it, exactly like going from, like, when you quantum from, say, arc l1 to say microtech it's just kind of a straight line and you know kind of you know the you have that kind of um visualization of you moving kind of that there's just just the way it looks jumping is going to be a completely different thing where i do believe that there's going to be some mechanics involved with you being able to successfully uh you know uh, either speed it up by the by the choices that you make or you know, they've even talked about being maybe spit out on the side if you're not if you're doing a, a totally, uh, you know, terrible job at, at managing the jump. Well, you know, that's pretty. Um, you know, it's pretty wild to think about. They did, you know, they have brought up the fact that some of uh, some of these jump points are going to be randomized, like like we we talked about before. Like there may be a you know an, uh, another tunnel that manifests while you're going through the jump maybe you know some of the gameplay when they were calling this the tarsus tunnel or jump drive maybe it's one of those features where you know this thing gives it a buff of some sort to allow this randomness to occur where you might be able to jump out to another dip you know another location or whatever Oh, it's it's interesting to think about that. You know, th- there's there's a lot of awesome ways that they can go with this. So there really is, and and, and it's one of the things that I think you know, like I said, and, and I don't want to retread a lot of old ground, but a lot of the gameplay stuff that the Carrick supports, Carrick's been in game for a while. You know, yeah. and and it's actually for the most part used as kind of a, a hospital ship in a way. In today's you know, in today's game, I mean, it's just one of these ships that you can absolutely respawn well, in. Yeah, that's exactly what it's been used for these days is a respawn point, right? Um, and you know, and that's pretty awesome that uh, that it has that functionality. It's one of the things that a lot of the well, you know, I, I'm not going to say too much on it, but when people were buying the Cutlass Red, you know, that was one of the big selling points is they thought that they were going to have a, a respawn point. Like They thought the medical beds were going to be the uh, tier two medical beds where you could respawn. 
you know, and it, they did function for a while and, and then they nerfed the beds. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I owned a Cutlass Reddit that I bought in game specifically mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. 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 I still, I mean, I still use the, the Cutty Red for the med beds. Yeah, they you know they still got uses for them so they do and as they improve down states i think that that's there's it's going to be and drag and some of the physicalized stuff of to try and pull people into the ship and kind of get them and also when they have these i know that they're going to have these hover stretchers right where you can kind of yeah. just you know you can kind of hover like to take this hover stretcher uh down and then kind of maybe use your tractor beam to set somebody on top of the hover stretcher and then push the hover stretcher they're not going to have necessarily need wheels they're going to use that Xeon technology or something along those lines where they're going to be kind of a, a way where you can get off and grab somebody in a you know get off the the, the, the cutlass red and go grab somebody in a down state you know and throw them up onto say and I, they even talked about that those types of missions you know, where you've got to pick up somebody in a down state with the Cutlass Red and bring them to the hospital. You know, those those types of missions are going to come into play at some point. So, you know, that's, you know, not not necessarily a rabbit hole we want to, to go down to in, in the oh, no, in no, the no. character's odyssey. But, man, you know, like it does, I mean, it does, you know, my mind begins to stretch into, you know, in, in my, and what also begins to stretch is my mouth into a big smile when I think about that stuff. You know, it's really cool uh, to think about. So... Um, anyways, I did want to touch on a couple of other points about the Carrick as well. Okay. Which is, it has uh, the Pisces, you know, so it does have a, it does have a extra bay that you can, you, you can kind of take a snub off of it. Yeah, you, know. you put your scout, scout craft in there, right? So. Yep, your scout craft. And I will say that I really do like the Pisces. So that's a that's a benefit, um, you know. In my it, you know in my mind, I honestly there's a good argument to be made. The Pisces is a good ship. Um, I know that it's not everybody's favorite. I like the thing. Uh, I like its utilitarian capabilities. Um, but I you know it's the one thing I will say. It's very purposely. I mean, you're not getting a whole lot of other ships inside the Carrick besides that. It's very, I guess, is the term bespoke in that capacity. That the Carrick, that the Pisces fits in the Carrick, that, that it was a, you know, that they built it specifically for that? Is yes. That where yes. Yes. They, they did. Did you, um, did you get a chance to take a look at some of the concept art for uh, the different iterations of the Pisces? Oh, I didn't. Now, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, uh, a place I did not get a chance to visit. So do you have some information on those? Well, you know, just the, you know, different styles that they were, you know, trying to come up with, with the Pisces and, you know, how it looks now. And they knew that they wanted it to be three crew. Oh, interesting. And they knew that they wanted it to, you know, be able to uh, carry so much SCU. And what they ended up with is, yes, it's three crew. Uh these beginnings of the especially when the ship was in its bigger state um they were able to have the three crew members and each crew member have a station and the pisces was going to have a little bit more functionality than it does now you know now it's 
it's your typical, you know, kind of runabout, you know, go pick up said thing and, you know, bring it back to the ship type thing. But it, it before, seemed, yeah, it's a very big homage to Star Trek, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it was, you know, it was going to have a little bit more functionality than it does now. Um, and, ha- you know, have a bigger sensor suite, that type of thing, where each of the crew members had their own stations and they could, you know, they could do their own type of thing. But now, you know, I, I still believe the Pisces is a solid ship. And some of those, uh, some of those iterations, I thought the concept designs were, were pretty cool. Um, you know, you'll have that every once in a while where you, you know, see six different concepts, you know, for the, for that metric, you know, that size of ship. Right. And you're like, Ooh, I would have went with that one or maybe that, you know, would have been cool. So yeah, you're going to have that. Well, I definitely have seen some concept ships, you know, or at least some iterations of concepts where I thought, Boy, I wish they would have stopped there. <laughs> There's been a couple of those, you know, but that doesn't happen often. I think that the ship pipeline is pretty good. And I do think, I, you know, the, the Carrick definitely has one of these, you know, it kind of definitely shows the era that it was built in. It it does a little bit. It, it um, you, you can definitely see where... CIG is, you know, how far they've come these days. Because, um, you know, the Carrick was one of the first, you know, pretty big ships that that they completed. And you can tell that a lot of the design philosophies that they've picked up over the years. Um, I believe, you know, we do talk about, ooh, that ship would have been cool in that state or whatever. And even even the, you know, say the concept art for this or, you know, or the, you know, the merchant man, you know, the, these things that people have waited a long time, you know, to see the ship in a game. So, and being a backer, you do feel like you have a little bit of ownership over that because, you know, you spent, you spent your hard on coin on, on an idea and so you feel like yeah but 99 percent of of the ships that uh, cig have produced i feel like they've nailed it i don't disagree with that i think that they you know i think that they've definitely it's kind of like uh in a way it's you know if you start watching a television show and you decide you like it i mean there can be you know the first few episodes or the first few episodes but eventually kind of there's more character development the characters have settled into their role and all of a sudden it hits there's it hits its stride and so i do think from very i mean you know i backed in 2014 because the cutlass black was like one of the coolest shit, ships i'd ever you know the concept of it was so amazing so they've really nailed concept down fairly early but the but the pipeline in the recent years has really come a long ways I mean, I I really did like the Argo raft. I really liked the what they did with the Halle. You know, I I really think that they they have they're starting to hit their stride. I and, and honestly, you know, like the design on the Odyssey, you know, and, and how it's very misc. You know, they have that design language. You know, is 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 really you know 
they're doing a great. I mean, they really are knocking it out of the park. And, they, and some would argue they better be because that's a big part of their revenue stream. You know, I just get giddy <laughs> over over cool ships. You know what I mean? And so, um, and I and obviously, I think a lot of people do too, just based on the way that the uh, you know that the funding uh, it's become such a popular funding source. Well, you do you do have that excitement because CIG has done such a good job with how all these ships have turned out. So it you know that was one of the coolest things ever. I remember when first started backing back in the day when, when all you could do was go in your hangar. And yeah, what really you know kept me so excited was that very first time that, you know, I rolled into my hangar and at the time, you know, I, um, the one ship that I owned, well, I owned, you know, the starter pack ships and things like that. But the one big ship that I owned was, uh, was the Gladius. And, you know, it's kind of like one of the things all I could do was <laughs> go inside the hangar and get inside my Gladius and go, Ooh, how neat is this? But, or even the Mustang in the old Mustang form that it was in, um, where, uh, you know, all the way that, you know, the ships looked, you're like, wow, the, it looks tangible. It looks like a physical object that, you know, you, you could, you know, that, that's the thing that, uh, really excited me was the fidelity of the ships. And that's, that was even back then, like in the early days. And ships have come a long way now. I mean, even now I can go out to a pad and be walking underneath the ship and just look at Marvel. all the detail, you know, with, you know, the hydraulics and, and you know, uh, and you're like, wow, that is a lot of detail. And the, the amount of detail that went into the Carrick, just think about walking down those, <clears throat> down the corridors and you look up. You know, it may seem, you know, not like such a big deal, but then you look up and see how they've put the HVAC in. How yeah. the yeah, absolutely. Ship, how the ship had, you know, all the little details, and you're like, wow, somebody actually thought about the lighting accents. Uh, going to the captain's quarters, and you look up, and you know, you got chambered ceilings, you know, with with uh, you know accent lighting. You're like, wow, you know, little details. And I you mean, know, Star uh, Citizen is filled with those little details. Yep. And uh, that's, you know, that's, that's what's, you know, that's what gets people excited about Star Citizen. So Carrick, you know, like I think in a nutshell, if I were to use one word for me, is Pathfinder. I think that really is kind of, you know, in like there's so much more that goes into it. I mean, we, you know, the, you know, and, and one of the areas that we haven't hit on yet is the drones. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the repair drones is another thing that it is a differentiator, right? The Odyssey doesn't have those. Um, the Carrick has those. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, it does seem like the, the drones may do more things than just repair stuff. They, they're going to... Yeah, they're, they're multifunctional. Right, exactly. They, they do a lot of different things, those drones. And they have what is it four on board? You can launch two at a time. Is that so? You have two different um, 
consoles for them so two different people can control them and you can launch two at a time that's crazy uh, a lot of people a lot of people are asking well what happens if you know you a couple of them get destroyed um can you make more that's another thing that was <clears throat> that's pretty awesome about the carrick is that it has that repair bay and the 3d printer that uh that's in the repair bay what you know i'm excited to see you know what all you know what's the different things that you can uh that you can manufacture you know, what's the, what's the different things that you can make and the fact that the Carrick has it is it you know is it a is it a uh, like a, a trial case where that may be something that you can buy for you know uh, a certain size ship that particular you know 3d printer technology where you can you know repair component or you know I guess find the schematics for a particular component part. Have you know have the three D printer create it, and you know use it to repair things out out in the verse. That's one thing that uh, you know we'll get into the Odyssey in a little bit. That's one thing I didn't see on the Odyssey. Well, definitely not. And I mean, with the character having a little bit more of a militaristic bent, you may find yourself. I mean, you know, it seems like the I wouldn't say offensive. You know what I mean with the Carrick, but the Carrick certainly does seem like it is, you know, and we'll see kind of how the uh, the cruise speeds and some of those things shake out. But, you know, yeah, I mean, you may need to kind of, you know, do more re like repairs on your hull or those types of things. And those, you know, depending on how functional those drones are and exactly, you know, what their capabilities are. Um, and, uh, and like you said, you know, with the ability to actually maybe use kind of some some kind of a 3d printing type thing to to produce particular things you know it, it is funny how like the more that the conversations worn on i mean there's so many things like it's you know it's, and i don't i hate to sound like a broken record but so many of the features that are in the carrick's wheelhouse just aren't in the game yet you know it's it's going to you know i have a feeling that as those things get into the game, uh, and then if you know if they definitely do the Carrick right, and you have a feeling they're gonna, you know that it very well could be, you know, it could very well could continue to be the exceptional craft that it was regarded as, you know, when it uh, when it when it first made its debut. Yeah, it's you know, the engineering deck is very cool, being able to kind of, you know, get down deep into that engine compartment and you know i feel like it was you know it was laid out really well um as it relates to where the components are um you know being able to you know repair the engines from the inside uh that's pretty cool um you know it having those different compartments or those um different ladder ways or, uh, you know, if you're Trek fans and, you know, you've probably heard of those things, you know, they're referred to as like Jeffrey tubes. Where yeah, you can Jeffrey's tube, yeah. <laughs> get in and, you know, get in and around the ship a little bit better. So, I mean, I think the layout is great. Um, you know, it has, uh, it has, you know, good crew areas. Uh, it has, uh, 
The split two rack. Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Two racks and a bed. So you got five and then, you know, the captain has its own quarters and its own ensuite with, uh, you know, with, uh, its own petite, you know, it's his own bathroom and it, it's pretty, it's actually pretty nice for a, for a captain's quarters. Yeah. And definitely very, you have your military bent in that, you know, I think, you know, uh, and, and of course, eventually we'll, we'll get to the Odyssey versus the Carrick, but you know, the living quarters and the Odyssey are more, you know, are more kind of, you know, they're not, I mean, the captain can probably decide which one that he likes the best, but they're all more or less the same, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're, all the crew members to get their own quarters. Right, exactly. There's not like a, there's not like a cat, like a true captain's quarter in the Odyssey. You know, there's, uh, so, you know, you could definitely tell, you know, kind of the, the lineage is more mili- military versus civilian or, you know, uh, you know, commercial, you know, in that capacity. Oh. Ah, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, probably my favorite thing about the whole ship, the bridge. Well, it being an, an upper and lower right deck and that you, that your captain can go up to that upper deck and have a better field of view and be able to, uh, you know, command, uh, your pilots and, and, uh, your people working on their stations. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a better command scenario. For sure. Well, I to mean, me. that, yeah, that 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 kind of uh, pointed triangular canopy on, you know, it's like multi-floor see-through canopy on the Carrick is second to none. I mean, it is, it's a, it's a joy to be in. Um, it's, you know, you're absolutely right. I think the commander of the vessel has, they does, it gives you very, very clear, um capability you know certainly landing the thing is a joy because of that thing and you're definitely you know you know and i'm sure that they're huge but you know you see kind of miscast that classic they love the mail slot you know what i mean now i know that's there was a joke about that and and you know like they're you know it's it's you know it's a it's a big mail slot it's you know it's still pretty big you know the odyssey's Big ship, but you know it's not. Yeah, I mean the Carex bridge layout is really fantastic. I mean, I I could go on about it for a long time, but the most important thing is is it's it's you're just very comfortable in it. Oh, it is, and you know it it's also set up with a lot on the bridge. You know, it has it has that big table in the middle that uh, also has the big sensor suite. And the, you know, the big hologram, um, and with you know with all the big, you know, with all the crew stations and things like that. So one thing I was kind of curious about <clears throat> is that you know they have the, you know, the Carrick has the extensive scanning and mapping and charting and the you know they have the, the specialized room. Yeah, it has you know has the big you know has the big scanners and the big radar and. So, do you think that there's some redundancy in having that big giant cartography room, you know, to the stern, you know, this whole big room, and then you have that part on the lower bridge where, you know, you have that, or on the, 
upper bridge where you have that big, you know, that big, basically that big suite, you know, with the hologram, you know, do you think that's a little redundant to have, you know, both of those? Potentially, think, right? I mean, it would, yeah. you know, it, it would depend. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, one of the things we don't understand is, you know, kind of how some of that charting or that stuff may work. But I mean, it would be very interesting to see if like, you know, like there would be some kind of, uh, you know, hey, send that up to that, you know, send this, send this, you know, this scan thing up to that part of the ship so the captain can see it. You know what I mean? Type of things like, hey, we're doing some scanning here and this seems anomalous to us. You know, let's send that up there, you know, type of thing. You know, it does make me wonder, you know, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that that's the one thing, though, right? Is that, you know, is that one room going to have more functionality than what you have on the bridge? You, know, you would think that at some point they're going to be interconnected. Is it that you can, you know, see at a longer range from the cartography room um, further out? And, you know, the things on the bridge are you know, limited by distance or, or, you know, you would think that it's all interconnected in the systems, right? So any information that you have one place, you know, you can pull it up in another. Well, yeah, you would think maybe the captain would call back and say, hey, I'd like to see this place where we're headed to. We'll send it over, sir. Click, 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 you know, and then all of a right. sudden, you know, yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, it's a thought I've never really had before until this moment, but once again, it does make me smile. That's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing to think about. It's good. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll just have to see how all that plays out. But you know, to me, the bridge. You know, I like the way it's set up. Um, it would have definitely had the cool factor if they would have been able to kept to the concept art where you had the. You know, you had the staircases that, you know, went from the, went from the two bridges and the, and the upper bridge was offset from the lower bridge where you could, you know, you being the captain, you can also kind of look down on, on your, uh, on your crew a little bit too. So, um, I thought that was a little bit cooler, but I mean, the way it's laid out now, I mean, you know, it, it's still cool. Yeah. Well, the habitation area, you know. Um, really, really, the the character is just la it, it's laid out great. I mean, you know, I know that there's, you know, they're definitely one of the cool things about the Odyssey is you do have that connected your hangers connected with your with your cargo bay. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and and of course the ramp drops and it's all just kind of one big kind of cavernous connect connection stuff there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you know, of course, the Carrick's got its whole bottom end. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's man. There's a lot of um, of things to consider. You know, when you're when you're kind of pitting these two ships against each other. Well, uh, yeah, both of them. You know, they have a hangar, and they also um, have an area to put, uh, you know, wheeled vehicles in. Um, you know, so. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities for sure, but we're thinking <clears throat> that, you know, the Carrick is really designed for mapping. You know, they really, 
pushing the idea of um, pathfinding, having the long range sensor array and, you know, being able to map, being able to, you know, it's better at, um, you know, finding these jump points. Um, yeah, we'll just have to see how it lays out. I mean, it's like, you know, the thing too, it's definitely, definitely set up to, you know, really, really be deep in the space. I, you know, one of the cool things that, um, that I find pretty interesting is where, you know, that front canopy, you know, is going to be able to have that, uh, the canopy protection where you can totally shield off the front end of your ship where the, uh, where like that whole front windshield gets totally protected and covered with, you know, so you're going to have the, it's basically having the front end armored a little bit. Yeah. That's, it's very interesting. You know, there's certainly, you know, some of the military heritage is right there. You know, you, you know, you, you know, being able to kind of call on some of the protective capability is, yeah. I mean, that's something, be some definitely something to, to not overlook when it comes to the Carrick. Yeah, well, they, you know, they definitely call it, you know, blast mode uh, to put those. And that's another thing, too, is that you're going to be able to you know, be able to control and fly this ship, you know, with that protection engaged. So I'm interested in seeing how that, how that, how that works out. I mean, and you know, exactly where does it protect you from? Say <clears throat> going to pyro, we know pyro has a, has an unstable star and you get those, those big solar bursts. Yeah. Good point. One of the things that's pretty dangerous is the Carrick one of those situations where you can, you know, put that shield in place and still be able to uh, be in environments that uh, wouldn't be hospitable to other ships? It's a good question. And I mean, you would imagine that it's not just going to be, you know, those solar bursts. I mean, there's going to be, you know, some other um, celestial dangers, if you will. You know, yeah, I mean, that, that are, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, I would imagine there's going to be probably some binary stars and some other things, you know, that you're going to come across that are, you know, that, that put out an enormous amount of energy. And yeah, so, yeah. Different solar radiations. Oh, you know, when you're, um, when you're out exploring, you just don't know what you're going to, you know, come across when you say, like, Ooh, you know, the, uh, radiation seems pretty high here. It's yeah, dangerous. Yeah. And so, you know, just, you know, it's like gotta roll up the windows. <laughs> so. Hey, one of the last things I wanted to do with the Carrick before we okay. bounced over is, uh, it, you know, is, I, you know, there, there is this kind of this old list of like modules and we don't have to go down the rabbit trail too much, but you know, just some of these ideas were, you know, kind of originally around, around the concept sale. Uh, there was this big running list in December of 2014, uh, that where people were talking about the different modules you could stick in there. And of course, um, you know, because of the modularity aspect, I mean, I thought a few of these were really cool. So I thought I might lightning round through these really quick. And then, you know, I mean, obviously if there's a rabbit hole, we want to jump down for a second, we can, but I just thought this was a fun list. If, if, uh, you would entertain that. 
Yeah, yeah. So you have your cargo module, right? That's how you get your 456 SCU. But then they talked about potentially a mining module. So one of those belly, you know, one of those modular things that contains like a mining drill, a tractor beam, and a mining drone. You know what I mean? That, that you know, there's a salvage module, a pair of extendable claws, you know, like a, like a small smelter and a salvage drone. You know, kind of interesting. A science module, a specific scientific, you know, contains uh, specific scientific instruments for in-depth analysis of minerals, maybe alien tech, flora, and fauna. Yeah, you know, I would say yes to that one. Absolutely. Here's one I thought was interesting, right? Zoological module contains several environmentally adjustable containment fields for capturing alien animals and keeping them alive in their native environments. What a cool thing to say, you know, like, let's say you're just, you're flying over, you know, it's just like, hey, you know, there's some life, there's some biological life down there, really. You know, let's go down and take a look and see if we can find something. You're like, wow, that's a very exotic looking thing. <laughs> you know, and let's let's grab one of those and see if, see if there's a market for it, you know. <laughs> it's, you know, and, and that could also have a dual purpose for bounty hunting as well. You know, it's containment fields or that type of thing. Um, yeah, that, that one's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a wild thought, but a really good one, you know. Uh, of course, there was, uh, you know, potentially a, a marine module, which would be like a dropship type thing. Of course, maybe a fuel module. So one of those things just is just more fuel. A lot more fuel, I would imagine. Uh, they now... Talk I, I could definitely see that as well. I could too. That doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. I mean, you know, taking, you know, having one of those being, you know, so you only have whatever the the current amount of SCU, like you maybe take a third of it off and you've replaced that with a, with a bigger fuel tank. I think that's a great idea. A hydrogen fuel scoop module. There was another one there. I think that certainly is a very interesting thought. Here's another yeah. one that kind of blew my mind submarine module where you actually deploy a small craft that is des designed to explore oceanic environments or you had talked about earlier maybe like dropping a like a science outpost what if there was like an underwater outpost type thing you know <laughs> you know no, that, that that would definitely be cool subnautica and, mode or whatever right i mean you know we have seen concept art with the carrick underwater yeah that's yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, all, the whole underwater thing is maybe we're going to have to have an episode about about oceanic stuff or underwater stuff at some point. I am, I, am, I am right there, man. I'm all about it. So a power module would add a secondary power generator. Remember, we we're talking about like power draw and that type of thing. And, you know, maybe yeah. or maybe more may just maybe more raw power for your computational, you know, capabilities. Um, you know, an additional shield module adds a second shield generator, uh, a second shield layer or something like that. Very interesting thought. Um, yeah. A fabrication module adds an industrial 3D printer to turn raw materials into finished goods. You know, that was, you know, you know, so kind of something that we hit on a little bit. Um, probe module. This is a cool one. Contains a probe launcher and a rack of 32 class one probes. Now that's an interesting thing. It's like, hey, let's deploy... Um, we're going to deploy, um, six probes here. Boom. They just send them out in every direction. You know what yep. I mean? And, and, and see yep. what, what they, you know, what, and, and then you talk about maybe if those things are reporting back to your, to your cartography station, you know, wow. I mean, you begin to, you know, the care, listen, we're, you know, Zell and I are about to gush over 
<laughs> the Odyssey. But I, I really want to make sure people understand. The Carrick is... The Carrick's... It's definitely... It's it's punching hard. I mean, it's... there there's There potentially is an awful lot of capability, you know, in, in, you know, in the Carrick. You know, and I know that there was this famous statement about it being the Carrick killer. I don't think so. I mean, the more we've talked through this, the Carrick's got... You know, it's got its place, um, and, and the variety is going to be fantastic here. So last last but not least, they did talk about an extra hanger module that may be, you may be able to have more, you know, just more um, ground vehicles as well, was one of the ones they talked about. So I thought that was fun, you know, to you know, because modularity was one of our big kind of things that we talked about in the past. And we didn't really talk about this, the Carrick having, you know, this kind of modularity. And who knows, it may not, it may be much more, uh, you know, smaller than that, but a few, a couple of those really seemed like they were great ideas. You know, uh, yeah, there's definitely a few standouts. Uh, the science module, you can almost, you know, and this is a list, you know, I hadn't seen. So just uh, for people out there, you know, I hadn't seen this list yet, but um, most definitely science module for sure. Um, that zoological module. I could see that as no, well. I love it. Love that idea. And, and, uh, and if, especially if it's a dual purpose, like a bounty hunter type thing. Yeah. Not so sure about the mining ones. Um, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you might be able to, um, you know, bring a, you know, like a rock or something with you. Um, but uh, the Marine module Kind of a deploying you know, away team, of, yeah. you know, some sort of drop castle. Yeah, probably not. Um, considering that the, uh, you know, they're kind of pushing this more towards uh, exploration. Uh, fuel module definitely could see that for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, the hydrogen scoop. Well, it already has like one of the biggest hydrogen scoops you can put on a ship right now. So, not sure about that. Uh, one of my favorites, the submarine module. Uh, don't know, but, you know, in the same way of, you know, they, they did in the Q&A, they most definitely talked about having a, uh, having that, uh, sh that science module that you could drop off on a planet where it becomes its own little hab. Uh, they definitely talked about that. So having one for underwater, you know, I could see it having a having that purpose as well, but a submarine that would be pretty cool, because we have seen the uh, the uh, concept art where the Carrick was, you know, underwater. <laughs> so well, and, so, allow, uh, and, and and really allow your imagination to run, if you will. To there yeah. is going to be an ocean planet. There's definitely going to be an underwater city. I mean, the, the, you know, or an under some kind of uh, liquid city, you know. You know, well, you know uh, that's going to. Ha I mean, th they're going to do that for sure. That's going to happen. What? What if there's? You know, what if there's a whole planet that's? You know, they live in the ocean. Yep. You know I, where the where the uh, where the species lives under the ocean. So, you know, that'd be pretty wild to see. But, you know, so yeah, you know, um, and they also did. You know, in the Q and A, they also did talk about a little bit of, about changing those up to hangar modules. They, um, John even said that. You can almost fit a Spartan 
lengthwise inside all three of those modules. So they said, well, we were looking at that too. So, you know, whatever that means, of course, that was been years ago. So yeah, that that's, you know, all these things, you know, are always up in the air, but yeah, a lot of these, um, a lot of these different module ideas, I'd say definitely for sure. Well, and, and they, you know, it's important for me to make sure, you know, in case anybody missed it, this wasn't some official CIG list. It was just kind of a pie in the sky list from the community, you know, but I absolutely could see a few of those happening, you know, and, and I'm sure, you know, I would really like to see some more information about that come out, but, um, you know, I'm okay for, you know, for, for more gameplay type loops to be developed as well. So, so they can entertain even, even a broader scope of these things. Yeah. Oh, they even they even bring that up a little bit. I said Spartan, but basically it's the same chassis, the ballista. Ah. Uh, they actually brought that up in there. Um, you know, with the science pod and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk. Start talking about the Odyssey. All right. Yeah. So you know. Um, Anybody who kind of listens to Quantanium and Coffee or, you know, or knows anything about me is I, they know the Prospector is my favorite shipping game. I mean, it's not even close. Um, I am a MISC fanboy through and through. Um, you know, MISC makes me tremendous amounts of space blocks in Star Citizen. And, um, you know, now I... You know, I, I'm pragmatic about my hauling. I, I do think that the MISC ships are very, very, you know, egalitarian, very purpose-built. Um, you know, I definitely, you know, I lean on something more of a, like a gunboat. You know, it's a dangerous world out there. Hallways are a little, you know, they have their place inside safe sectors of space. You know, um, Andromeda's... You know, are also have their place, you know, uh, but I, you know, it's just to speak to the Odyssey, um, very difficult decision not to, not to shell out the money for it. You know, it's right in my wheelhouse, um, you know, and I, I, you know, I adore the ship. I mean, it's, is and as I've looked at it again, you know, I, I realize, uh, you know, there are some things about it that I really, really like. Um, but there's a couple of things about it I don't like as well, and we'll get into those. How about you, Zell? Well, you know, that is, you know, why we decided to do this head-to-head -head is, you know, looking at the Odyssey, that was one of the things that kind of blew me away is, um, you know, what did they do? You know, it's like what they set the ship up to do. It is definitely um, the Swiss Army knife of the Star Citizen universe. I know we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, he, he, I think even eh, well, maybe the Caterpillar. But, uh, you know, this is definitely one of those type of ships where it can do a lot of different things. Um, you know, when they... When they introduced this thing, <clears throat> I was like, yeah, that's very cool. You know, I too, you know, love Miss Ships. And, but when they introduced this stuff last year and, you know, shown really where it was going, it kind of blew me away a little bit. 
it um, it was definitely one of those uh, I got very excited moments. So let's get into it. Yeah. So right off the bat, I think you know one of the things to recognize there's the uh, one of the big differences between uh, you know uh, you know the the Odyssey um, and the Carrick are these capital class components. You know, you have a capital-class power plant, a capital-class cooler, and a capital-class shield generator. And, um, you know, there's some, there's some, that's, that's some pretty heavy defense right there when it comes to, like, for instance, a capital-class shield generator. Um, those are, you know, th- that's a, that's a, not, that's a head turner, right? You don't have lots of ships that you see that are going to have, you know, that have the, those capital classes. I mean, um, the other thing is, is it's, you know, we talked about computational power. Um, it does have four, um, you know, medium computers. So one more computer. And mm-hmm. I, and so I wonder, you know, one of the things, you know, we use that, I use that one word for the Carrick as a pathfinder. There's one word that, there's one thing that keeps coming back to my mind about the Odyssey, and that's surveying. Surveyor. Sure. You know, it seems like I mean, you you know, you have the prospector, and and it's it's definitely has its place for locating things to to mine. I think the Odyssey is the big boy version of finding, like, not just a you're not looking for a node or a cluster, you're looking for a planet or a field, you <laughs> you know, an asteroid field. Well, it definitely is is set up to do that. Um, you know, it, it's metrics. If we get into the, get into the metrics of it, uh, you mentioned the capital size, uh, components that it has, which kind of puts it in that category. They, they put it in the, you know, it's a large ship, but it's capital size. And that's, that's kind of a funny thing. It, it too is a four to six crew, just like the Carrick. Uh, it's cargo is 252 did that did that surprise you a little bit so the carrick you know it carries the you know the 400 over 400 and this one carries 252 and that's because you have this cavernous hangar yep you know that hangar is just the list of ships that can fit in that hangar i mean you know the the carrick being what it is and Lord knows I adore the Pisces, you know, but the Odyssey has, there are, there, are, you really start can get into some really kind of interesting, are you bringing the turtle, you know, you know, the Cherubin, yeah. are you bringing the Prospector, are you bringing, you know, um, you know, there's so many different ships that fit in that hangar, and so that's where, that's where some of your cargo capacity goes, I believe. It is a generic size hanger, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. I don't get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so, you know, its length is 140 meters. So it's, um, you know, almost 20 meters longer than the, uh, the uh, Carrick. Its um, beam, or its width, is 90 meters. And that its height is... 35 meters. So it is definitely a lot wider. And that's where you're getting a lot of, uh, you know, it's a lot, it's a little bit longer. 
a lot wider uh, and it's in, you know it's a little bit taller so you're getting all that you're getting you know you're getting all that in that ship so lengthwise it's interesting how they made such a big deal and maybe this is the direction that uh, you know that they're kind of going um, you know when we spoke earlier about you know would you have you know would you have made the carrick smaller if you were you know forward thinking and say well you know it's really not going to uh land at these you know stations all that often or, or you know whatever the case may be um and it was you know big enough just to fit on those pads because right now you can you know you can take a carrick and go land it <clears throat> at one of these cargo zones with on the largest pad and it's still you know hangs off of it a little bit so if that was their considerations with a lot of that stuff then um you know something that they designed you know a couple of years later uh ended up being 140 meters and um so it, it's the same thing that you know what happened with the uh merchant man you know it was going to be a particular length and it ended up being way longer than you know yeah. than they considered before so you know, is this, um, you know, is this something that we're going to see, you know, in the future where things are just, you know, going to get bigger? And, and I think yeah. the answer to that question is yes. I mean, we definitely know that there's some bigger ships coming, you know. Um, but, you know, in this particular case, they're both a large ship, but that's that's a substantially much, you know. The Odyssey's a, you know, you're going to set the two next to each other and the Odyssey's going to look significantly bigger. You know, it, 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 you know, it, it is definitely, um, and, and you can tell when you, when they were showing off the, uh, showing off the gray box, Yep. you know, just how much more space this thing has. And it's just, you know, it, it looks, when you looked over, you know, they have that little railing there where, you know, that basically said when they built this thing, they built the ship around that. Around that the uh, hangar. The hangar, yeah. And uh, so, you know, honestly, it is that, that generic hangar, but, you know, it built for one, but holy cow. It, it, you know, it's one of those things with, uh, with what, what they always say is if it sits, it, you know, if it fits, it sits, you know. So um, you could possibly put, you know, Two small ships and you know two five you know two arrows would fit in there for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, and and and, and maybe you know uh, um, if you stagger them, maybe even a third. I mean, you just it's it's you know with the with the, with the with the wings up. I mean, absolutely two. You know that's and so you know it's it's a crazy thing. Or like if for some reason you just you knew you had a big ground operation. You know, you could actually fill that thing with a whole bunch of ground vehicles and they could all just go out the front. It's true. Or, um, you know, besides the hangar being there, we didn't even talk about that whole front-end garage for ground vehicles. It's just, they. Th this is what we were talking about, I think, where, like, how the pipelines evolved. And not only have they gotten better at building ships, they've gotten better at designing ships because they've, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, you know... Um, you know, if you make a stew, it tastes really, really good the first day. But man, the second day, holy mackerel! 
I heard the second day, yeah. You know what I mean? And and I just think that I think that the Odyssey has absolutely benefited in its design from all the other ships that were made between the Carrick and the Odyssey. And 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 so they really seem to have there's a lot of things that came together on the ship that are really impressive, including that entire, you know, um the fact that the hangar and the the you know the, the garage um you know and then the you know the ramp and all that is just flow through space i i mean that's it, i think you use the term um swiss army knife that's where that begins to come into play you know that that whole swiss army knife kind of idea conceptually is you can configure an awful lot of different combinations of ground and air vehicles you know depending on what it is you're trying to accomplish well you know one of the things that i feel like they've done pretty well with this ship is the conservation of space it seems like they've you know were able to cram a lot of things into this ship and still you know make it seem you know pretty pretty big on the inside as well um you know the very fact that it has you know a refinery on board uh, that that's pretty wild and you know that's one of the things that we were talking about <clears throat> is you know to compare the two um when we were talking about the design factor of the Carrick over the Odyssey. I think, you know, later down the road, they're like, oh, we could have done this kind of thing, right? So we were, you know, really getting into the fuel efficiency on the Carrick, but how far can it really go? Yep. You know, before it has to start refueling. And because there is know, a call, limit. Yep. And, you know, to call for a fuel ship or whatever. On the other hand, the Odyssey can be out there indefinitely. And it can make its own fuel. I, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that, you know, that's where really the Pathfinder, it kind of comes to an area. It maybe, you know, does some surveying, looks around, you know, does some, you know, looks at the celestial options to maybe go to the next, you know, place. The Odyssey shows up, and it can just live there indefinitely. Is if there's Quantanium, you know, in that system, that mm -hmm. thing is going to, you know, it's like one of those things. Like if you let's if you you know, if you take a Carrick, let's say you just arrived at Stanton, you know, you you definitely can jump quite a few times over to you Microtech and the Hurston, and you know, and and and. Area 18 and back, you know, back to Crusader and jump around the system. Eventually, you are stopping for gas. You know, it's just one of those things where the Odyssey, you know, its main thing that it needs to do really when it gets into a system, if it's planning on staying there, is looking for its fuel sources. Yeah. You, know, you know, like, hey, let's let's go ahead and find some quantanium. Let's get that stuff marked. Uh, you know, all right, this is an excellent uh, asteroid field here. Um, we can return to this place. Let's go ahead and drop a beacon or whatever, um, or at least write these coordinates down. Uh, let's top off our tanks and let's set up shop. I mean, that's, you know, that's a whole different kind of, if you want to kind of comb 
over like okay we're jumping all over the place you know we're looking around you know kind of indefinitely here there's a that's a pretty much a, that's a game changer if you want to kind of comb over a system that thing um is more than likely if there's quantanium to be had it's not it's not running out of fuel oh no. now you you can you know you you can be self-sufficient and stay out you know as long as you wanted to um how that's going to work gameplay wise you know um it, it's going to be pretty interesting um let's talk a little bit about you know one of the things we really didn't get into all that much um and one of the things that i'd really like to get into with this one is on the carrick it's armament um the we'll talk a little bit about the odyssey's features and one of you know weapons and shields you know this thing is equipped with three turrets with size five guns and four missile racks this is going to be a pretty defendable ship uh one of the things I find <clears throat> that I, you know, wasn't able to um, find out is if, you know, the pilot can control any of those weapons. On the Carrick, you can't. You know, you, you have to have people in the turrets. Right. And, you know, will the Odyssey... You know, be able to, um, you know, well, obviously we, we can fire those missiles from the, um, I'm, I'm fairly sure from the pilot's chair, but, you know, will it be able to control the guns? Because the Carrick has the, let's see, what is it? Two, it says the two size fours on the wings, right? And then it has the top turret, which is controlled by uh, somebody in one of the control panels. And then it has the bottom turret. Right. Which I believe you can get into, which is uh, manned. So you have, essentially you've got four turrets. And you know, this one, and they're size four guns, but this one has three turrets with size five guns and uh, four missile racks. So it, it's, you know, it's going to be kind of a, a missile boat. I guess pretty similar to like the Constellation or, ah, you know, I, I tell you what would, would probably be a good. Um, comparison would be the 890 jump. Yeah, now that um, thing's got missile rockets for days, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, the 890 jump's a very interesting ship, you know, it's uh, it's kind of luxury, you know, but it's got some teeth, man. Um, yeah. The one thing I will say, it's interesting, I mean, I definitely, it's, you know, I've been in a Carrick, and a Carrick is a very capable fighter. It really is. I mean, uh, the turrets have a lot of range of motion, um, you know, I think that they're, they're, they're well placed. Um, but you know, it's, 
it's an interesting thing. Right now, the way the game works, and who knows how it will eventually come come to into fruition. But you know, there's you know between size one to two, and from size two to three, and from size you know three to four. I mean, definitely there's a there's a difference between ones and fours. But it's not nearly as noticeable as that jump to size five right now. Oh, yeah. You know, there's it's a very... And, and I don't know if that's going to be how it works out eventually. But those a size five turret hits a lot harder than a size four turret. I mean, a noticeable difference amount more. It's not like... It's like a... It's a bigger step up. So those three size fives are going to be fairly... You know, it's going to be fairly good armament, but I'm having a, you know, I really feel like the Carrick probably would be in a better, it's going to be in a, maybe a little bit, a little bit of a better situation to run, you know, um, you know, potentially then, you know, so you, you're, I have a feeling you're, you, you may need those capital, <laughs> you may oh, need that, that capital shield generator. <laughs> if you're caught, you know if you if you're caught in a situation with the Odyssey, um, you know those are size five guns. They're not not to be toyed with, but you know um, you may wish, uh, you know, in that situation that you you know you would have brought uh, brought you know one <laughs> something something more like a Gladius with you than a Prospector if you get, get into a, in, in some, some kind of a fight with it. <laughs> Well, you know, it having, you know, the big size five guns and the missiles, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's, you know, you're not going to be dogfighting in any of these things, but, right. you know, if you have, you know, multi-crew and you got people in the turrets and things like that, and, and the very fact that, um, you know, that the Odyssey, you know, could carry multiple ships, you know, launching one of those ships definitely would, uh, would be a big thing. Well, if two arrows come out of that thing. It's a whole different ball game, really. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. depending a, on, but, but depend. I mean, obviously, overwhelming opposition is overwhelming opposition. I mean, if if all of a sudden you're just getting, you know, size nine torped like crazy, who, you know, it is what it is. But you know, yeah, uh, yeah. but I mean, if it's a small, if it's like a, you know, like a small pirate outfit, you know, two, you know, two to four people. You know, the Carrick and, you know, I, it really does seem like, it really does seem like the Odyssey's in a, in a little bit, on a little bit better footing than maybe the Carrick. Um, oh, I feel like it is. And, you know, it losing, you know, one of the turrets over the Carrick. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a detriment or not. I feel, I feel they probably, you know, as it relates to defending themselves, um, probably the Odyssey are probably a little bit better just because it has bigger shields for sure. And it has the ability to have multiple craft, um, launch from it. So uh, definitely giving that to the Odyssey, I believe. In, in my opinion, what's what's your opinion on? Uh, I think I mean the the capital shield generator, the capital cooler, the capital power plant, and the bigger hangar. You know, some surprises could come out of that Odyssey. You know, you you know what's 
more than likely in the carriage. You know, so I just, you know, they're, it's a little bit different design concept. Like I said, I think like the, I do think the Carrick is in maybe a better position to run, you know, um, but, uh, you know, you know, I think that there's going to be a fairly significant difference between a capital class shield generator and a large, you know, I, I just have to, I, you know, I just kind of believe that, you know, um, I think those size five guns are going to make a big difference too. Yep. I mean, it certainly is the way the game sits now. There is a huge difference. I mean, it's getting hit by size fours is a completely different animal than getting hit by size fives. It's just, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's just, and if they, if they, if it continues along the same path that it is now, absolutely clear, you know, without beyond a shadow of a doubt, clearly, you know, the, uh, the size fives are better. Let's uh, so we get let's get down to the medical bay. That's another, you know, one of the big selling points for people right now. We spoke a little bit about it earlier about it having a you know a tier two med bay. Well, the Odyssey also has a tier two med bay. Pretty uh, equal ground there, uh, you know. Pretty not- pretty equal. It uh, kind of looks like that, um, you know, the uh, med bay looks a little bit bigger than it did on the Carrick uh, from the gray box. Uh, it didn't really, you know, the Carrick, when you looked at its med bay, it looked like it also had, um, you know, you had that, um, you know, the the main doctor's areas and stuff. And it looked like, you know, those could be set up, um, you know, as med research as well. Um, it's one of the things that we didn't really get to see in the gray box for the Odyssey is, you know, how their, uh, how their med bay is going to, you know, shape up. And there's three beds in, you know, in the Carrick, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it seems to me like there's only, I only recall now, seeing one. No, there's three. Is there, th- there's oh, there's, the, there's also three in the Odyssey. Yep. There's gotcha. the, uh. You know, it, it, it's pretty comparable because it did have the one, you know, it had the tier two med bay that it, that's in its own r- r- room. Mm-hmm. And then it had, you know, two of the recovery beds in a separate room, just like in the Carrick. Well, that makes, I mean, they're on just, they're, they're, it's fairly equal footing along those lines, it seems like to me. Oh, for sure. Let's get into probably the most exciting aspect of the Odyssey. Is that mining cab that sits right underneath the the uh, bridge? Yeah, I mean, you got your tractor beam and you got your miner. I mean, it's that's a, you know for you know I mean I just got a big smile on my face. I mean. Um, you know, the whole concept of being able to mine your own, uh, you know, you can refine quant, it says, you know, you can refine quantanium and hydrogen into fuel. Refineries solely exist to extend the ship's range, so refined fuel goes straight to the fuel tanks rather than the cargo bay. So you're definitely not making, you're not taking quantanium and, you know, and making refined quantanium and setting it out and hauling it around or anything. Um, but you know what? I mean, I'm okay with it. The one thing I will say is, I don't know that they've done a completely good job of kind of let, 
like, what if your mind backs a light? You know, I mean, is, can you know? So I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. And here's the the only other thing that's kind of, that I'm kind of interested in, right? Is so you use your hangar, and your hangar you can refuel other ships in. Mm-hmm. Does that fuel come from like? Are you going to be able to like? Ref- so you make quant quantain you know uh, quantum fuel, and you make hydrogen fuel. Are you all when someone when when that then you have the so let's say you have the uh, uh, the terrapin on board, and let's say you go cruising in the terrapin, you, know, you hit a couple of you know you, you you know you jump away, you come back, you're you know half your quantanium half your quantum fuel is gone, half your hydrogen's gone. When that when the when the Odyssey fills that thing back up, does that come out of its own tank? Like, are you? Yeah. Because it I does. mean, oh, I mean, yeah. Come on, that's just fire. I mean, you gotta love that. That the fact yeah, the that, way the way they talked about that is that um, you'll be able to refuel those ships, which. And they they said, you know, via on foot or manual refueling, which, you know, we don't talk about that very much, is that you actually going out there (laughs) and taking that fuel hose and running it up to the ship, you know, and, you know, attaching that coupling and, uh, you know, start the refueling process that way. Uh, Things like the liber, you know, uh, that you know, it gets brought up all the time. They really didn't even talk about that much about like the Liberator and some of these other ships, right? Where, um, you know, you have these ships in the hangar. Um, but, you know, one thing that we, you know, like I said, we don't talk about all that much is the fact that it's going to get to the point where a lot of this is going to be, you know, um, one of the things Chris Roberts, you know, the big, the big, the whole big thing with him everything has to be physicalized so you know you going out there and attaching that hose and and refueling it that that's the way they describe that uh that that the odyssey is going to work so when you go back and you think about all these other ships that were you know going to be on these um you know something like the kraken or any of these other uh, right carrier style ships you know when you go to refuel or you know or (laughs) You're going to have to go out there, you know, drag a hose out there on deck, you know, and attach it. That's going to be pretty interesting. It is going to be really interesting. And so, you know, and so it's, you know, I mean, once again, I mean, you you mentioned that jack of all trades. You know, there's this. These are some of those, you know, like, you know, if you open up, if you open up the Swiss Army knife, you know, the, you you know we've just talked about the you know the kind of the can opener, you know, and the and the corkscrew. I mean, you know, it's just like there's there's a, there's just so many things it can do, you know. Um, and so you know that 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 you know these capabilities are just not on other vessels. You know what I mean? They're just not there right now. So yep. you know that's really. I mean, it does make it a very special. You kind of a one of the you know kind of a one of a kind type, um, you know, one of a, one of a kind type type of ship. Well, you know, we spoke a little bit about what sets the Carrick apart from 
you know, with the uh, the fact that it, you know, it has the more uh, comprehensive, you know, scanning and sensing. Well, I wouldn't even say that, right? So it, it's better at mapping than the Odyssey is supposed to be. So that, you know, that that's one of the comparisons. But they're both able to, um, you know, conduct jump point mapping and scanning. It's just that the Carrick is better at it. It can it can uh, find it can find them at longer range, ranges exactly. Yeah, the longer scan range, I guess that's the thing, right? So you got to give up something for something. The very fact that the Odyssey can go further, um, you know, would you would you would imagine that you know that it doesn't have the range, the scanning range that the Carrick does, because you could go further in and you know scan it from a closer distance yeah well i mean that's exactly right i mean if you can hang around and just scan it versus you're you know you have to go back for fuel um you know it seems like the versatility from the carrick will come from its modules the versatility from the odyssey will come from its kind of its hangar complement and its ability to kind of just make kind fuel of, on the go exactly you know what i mean so they, they they definitely have their own different places you know what i mean it's 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 you know it, they really both do need to exist honestly you know like you if you put if you took like what what's cool about the you know the Carrick and you put it into the Odyssey or you put what's cool about the Odyssey and put it in, it just it'd be one too many it'd be like why you know why have anything else you know what I mean it's all it's all there you know what I mean I do think that there's some interesting they have a ton of overlap. But they're very, they do, they're distinct as well. There is, there's, there's enough distinction there. So depending on what your kind of idea is, you know, and depending on what gameplay mechanics come around, which really is, is a lot of it boils down to that, you know, um, you, you really do, they're two, they're both really excellent options that I think you'll be able to make a very distinguished choice for me. It's, you know, 100%, I mean, it's, it's not going to come as any surprise. I love the Odyssey. It's going to be an absolute in-game purchase for me. Um, you know, I can only see it actually increasing in price. I don't know that I'll ever have the 700 or so or 750 yeah, It's about $800 now. Right. right. So. I mean, I don't know that I'll ever have that, but it is absolutely that. Like, you, you know, I believe it's important to have goals in the game, and that's going to be one of my goals in the game is to either have one of these or have one of these that you and me and some of our guys share and that we, you know, that we are able to kind of, you know, between this or a liberator, you know what I mean? Kind of have, have kind of, you know, this platform that we can kind of just do industrial stuff off of. Well, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. With all that, um, would we ever take the uh, would we ever take the Odyssey out to uh, do a little money? You know, it's one of the things that we we didn't talk about that I, I was thinking about is, um, so you have that uh, you have that cab that uh, that mining area that's under you know, yep, right under the nose. Um, how? 
easy is that going to be to mine with? You know, it, it's a big ship. And, you know, when they get the when they get the bigger asteroids and things like that out there, um, I'd see, you know, definitely for sure. But, you know, how easy is it going to be to mine with that ship? Are you going to be able to control the ship from the mining area so you can move it around? Or are you going to have to coordinate with the bridge to, you know, sort of like in the mole where it's like, all right, move up a little bit, move up a little bit. Okay. Are you an Optimore? Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. Stay right there. You know, uh, that type of situation. That's going to be a lot longer run from the mining laser to, <laughs> to the cockpit. You know, yeah, it's uh, you know, we're going <laughs> to be doing that single single mining in the mole yeah. uh, trick that you will with that thing, right? So. Right. I mean, you, you know, yeah, it's a that's an excellent point. I mean, um, you know, it's so funny because earlier I talked about their history. Yeah, it's a crew of one, but if you're not able to steer the ship down there, which you probably won't be able to, you know, there, you're, there's going to be some coordination in there. Now, I could be wrong. But you're absolutely right. That's a big ship to try and take into a asteroid field. You know, depending on how dense it is, and you know, you know, of course we're blessed right now. And you know, if you go to the air and halo, none of those asteroids are moving. <laughs> you have to keep your head on a swivel. I would imagine eventually there's going to have to be some movement to some of those, um, and, and maybe not every one of them. But I think you know. I don't think that, you know, I mean, and I don't know this. I mean, in our own asteroid belt, is everything just sitting there? Or is it, is it actually moving a little bit? I have a feeling it might, there might be a little bit more move, movement going on there. So you're making an excellent point. You know, how how easy, like when you communicate to the bridge and you're like, hey, bring it in or this type of thing. Number one, are you going to have to kind of work around the outskirts of less of, of, of dense asteroid fields? It's a great question. Yeah, because, you know, we know what it's like, you know, mining in, in dense asteroids. And if you have something that's 140 meters, uh, that's going to start getting tricky. <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, de- you know, you know, depending on where you're at. And like I said, you know, when they start adding those big giant asteroids into some of those belts, um, you know, it's going to be pretty wild. And what size laser is this thing going to have? I don't think you know, that's been determined, be, really. Is yeah, it? is it going to be something new? You know, is it, uh, you know, so far we've got uh, the size one and size two. Um, since it's such a big ship, would it have something like, um, you know, a size three? Yeah. Or, or and even it, bigger? So. If, and for that reason, exactly. I mean, what size? I, I, I never even looked at this, and it's not, you know, not a question we'll maybe have an answer. What size is the Orion going to have? You know what I mean? Like what's that? Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. You know, I mean, what the heck? I mean, there's 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 some. Uh, it's a great. It's just a question I've never I've never even thought to ask myself. You know, you see, you have one, two. You're absolutely right. Would that thing have something like a three? Um, you know, and of course they do say you know you have the prospectors, the small, the moles, the medium, and then they have the. Um, you know, then they, they still need a large miner. So you'd imagine that there's going to be at least a tier three. I would imagine, considering it's it's a it's considered the large, it's probably going to be it's a size three. And there's going to be a, another mining ship that's got a size three. 
But then the question becomes, you know, if it is a size three, is you know, is is something like, um, you know, obviously size twos. Um, yeah. Well, we know the uh, you know we know that uh, the Orion is growing in size. It's you know it's bigger than its first concept. Oh, way bigger. And um, you know, with the current trend, um, you know, it, it's definitely going to get pretty big. So I, I would even say that you know it would have you know say. Say you got your size one, size two, three for larger, and then something the size of the Orion. I, I could see, you know, in that size four range. Because um, there's definitely room in between the mole and the Orion, you know, for sure. There, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room in between that, in between those sizes. So, um I wouldn't be surprised seeing a a large size mining ship where the Orion is is or uh, kind of that the pinnacle. asteroid chewer, yeah, the, the mm -hmm. asteroid belt chewer, right? I mean, um, and I I hope that they have some of that. I do hope that the large has some of that um, tractor beam gameplay on it as well that kind of preps you for the eventual use of the Orion. Um. You know, I, I you know I would definitely like to see I would like to see a mining ship that has a capability that you just can't get. Like right now, for instance, if you fly around with two prospectors, the only thing that the mole has over that is a little bit more SCU to carry. You know, oh, I, I, yeah, I, that's it. I would I would really like to see that with the large mining ship that if you get like the four crew members in there or the five crew members you need or, you know, or, you know, or whatever it is, the six crew members that you need are in there that they absolutely can do more damage than if there was say, you know, you were out there with six prospectors, you know, I, I would like to, you know, I, I hope that, that, that when you get into that larger ship, you know, that it's, you know, it's just pulling in, just all like all the asteroids and just kind of breaking them up and just kind of dealing with, you know, you're just you're gathering, you know, it's like a mini Orion, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. type of thing. I hope so. Oh yeah, that, you know that. Yeah, that's going to be for real. Well, let's get into uh, real quick our likes and dislikes on the two ships, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, so that's a great idea. Um, so some dislikes with the Carrick for me are the size of the of the store of the bays. Well, of the, of the for the Carrick, uh, you know, the, the fact that you are just limited to the Pisces. Um, that that to me, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I love the Pisces. I wish it was a little more versatile there. And then um, also the the vehicle bay as well is a little bit. You know, I wish there was more vehicles you could fit in to the Carrick in the, in that yeah. capacity. So those two things, like for me, um, are a drawback for the Carrick. Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree with those. You know, um, outside of that, really, um, I do wish that the Carrick had some missile capability. You know, I, you know it. I'm not sure, like what you know, you know what the, it's it. 
you know, in, in a game that's so kind of, you know, there, I mean, missile capability is, if you do spend some time in that 890 and just fire a rocket in that rocket turret, man, that thing's devastating, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do wish that it did have some missile capabilities of some variety. Um, but outside of that, I think the Carrick looks fabulous. I love the canopy. I love the layout of it, the internal thing. Um, and, and I really, really hope someday we do see the, the type of gameplay. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know, you know how they may pull it off, but I do hope that there is the gameplay that supports the ideas behind this, that incredible ship. So right. where, where are you at for your dislikes with the Carrick? I totally agree that the um, it's bay too small just like you absolutely Um, you know it storing you know one Ursa Rover Rover my apologies Um, I feel like that's okay um, but if you're going to be doing, you know, deep space exploration type things, you know, maybe being able to fit two in there would be better. I agree. Um, see what else, what else was one of my big gripes? Yeah. You know, I just don't not being able to control, you know, obviously I don't know what, you know, what the Odyssey is going to do. Um, but since, you know, most of them are turrets and I, you know, I'm not sure, you know, how many of them are manned. Um, but the one big thing with the Carrick is not being able to control any of the guns from the pilot seat. That's fair. Or, or missiles. You know, one thing I can probably, you know, bet money on is that you'll be able to control missiles from the Odyssey. So from the from the pilot's chair, um, that's probably one of the you know one of the big things that <clears throat> even right now a lot of people you know I guess that's one of the big gripes is that they can can't control the weapons. Um, you know if you're by yourself, which uh, a lot of times you are if you're just kind of flying around these days. Um, you know if you get caught out, <laughs> you're in trouble. So, you know, point. I guess that's, you know, that's, that's one thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's a small thing, but I guess that's one thing. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, earlier on, you know, it probably would have been better off if it stayed a little bit bigger. I don't necessarily believe, I think you could have gotten a little bit more functionality out of it. Um, although I believe um, a lot of the stuff that they, um, after designing the Carrick, they uh, definitely use those considerations when they were designing the Odyssey. I agree with that, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other than that, I really love, you know, I, I guess that's probably some of my bigger gripes. Um, it's just that. was, You know, I think the layout on the Carrick is great. The interior, you know, they definitely put a lot of time and um where the interior looks great i believe um you know one of my favorite things was the bridge 
you know, I, I feel like the bridge is uh, its selling point for sure. Yeah, I mean, if it's not that, you know, that cartographer room, you know, it's the bridge. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's cool, but I still want to see how all that kind of works out. You're absolutely you know, right. I mean, what, if for, what more functionality do you get out of that? Big oh, I agree with that 100%. I mean, if for some reason they interconnect all these hundred systems and they have just jump gates that are like that have, you know, like physical stuff around them and there is no RNG jump points, I will have some serious question marks about what the what the characters what, <laughs> what, what 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 was it ever what, you know supposed to be doing because you know i understand i understand why you would want to have like these you know there are these jump points and you want to have these stable entrances and that type of thing um you know like i said that's but that's you know that's a big part of its gameplay is locating those these and if i really they've got to have those rng jump points where they just have a stability factor and they have a shelf life i mean to me that just means that's what the character should excel at finding and it should be able to go through those and even if i mean it may be able to find like the one-offs you know where i go through this thing one time and it closes behind me and it was the only time you know what i mean but it's like hey you know you happen to be heading to a system like let's say you've set out you got to go through seven you got to go to seven systems you know you got six you know seven different six different jump points or whatever and all of a sudden you're like you just hit your long range scanner you're like hey I've detected it. I wonder where this one goes and somehow you just got lucky RNG's just like hey man we're going to take you over to you know, <laughs> instead of your 4 hour journey your journey is going to be you know 27 minutes and you're going to be in system 5 you know oh that would be i mean that you know that then you've got something special and i mean not to say that the other ships can't do that but the carriage can do it at, you know in a in a ring around it in a much greater area you know what i mean you know well, like, that's the thing yeah. that's supposed to be its specialization right it's a pathfinder mm -hmm. that's the thing you know I'll, I'll come back to that word a couple of times it's a pathfinder so all right well what about the odyssey i'll let you go first on that you know um likes dislikes Hmm. Likes, dislikes. <laughs> well, no. To me, I love the way it looks. Yes. To me, it looks better than the Carrick. Uh, it's definitely got a better profile. It um, looks a lot bigger. The fact that it can mine its own fuel and then it has a refinery on board so it's self-sustainable is awesome um the expansive cargo bay i feel is great it can carry multiple grand vehicles i find that you know, uh, one of its strong suits. The size, <clears throat> you know, the size five guns, I feel it's one of its strengths and that it has a capital size shield. So, um, it's going to be pretty tanky. You know, it has a... Oh, yeah, yeah I agree with that. It's gonna, she's going to be tanky for sure. 
you know, and it has a tier two med bay as well. And the ship looks, you know, from, you know, what we've seen in the gray box looks really big on the inside. You know, I complimented the Carrick with its layout, you know, uh, especially, you know, its engineering department and things like that, where you can really get to those components. Um, Cause it, you know, the engineering department, it, you know, it, it's two tiers as well. And so, you know, I really feel like they did a pretty good job laying the thing out. Um, and what we saw of the gray box with the Odyssey, um, you know, obviously we, uh, we didn't get to see the full layout of it, but uh, it looked pretty big and it looked like those, you know, engineering decks um, looked like they were laid out pretty well as well. You know, that, I guess that, that's one of the things that, um, you know, that we'll have to see, but, um, you know, th those are all the stuff I do like about the ship. So one thing I don't like is it feels like the bridge is a little cramped. You know, if you're, you're, if you're comparing the two where the Carrick has that, you know, that bi-level bridge where you, um, where it seems a little bit more expansive on the interior. To me, the um, the bridge on the Odyssey seemed a little cramped. You could not have more juxtaposed, you know, uh, design language than than you have with the Carrick front end canopy and the mail slot kind of misc's standby. I mean, you know, it's those. It's a, that is a big difference in those ships for sure. Oh yeah. It, um, you know, it's not the biggest thing in the world. And it, you know, to be honest, it's kind of laid out similar to the way the Starfarer is right now. Uh, just with, you know, uh, more areas, uh, more consoles. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, you know, we really enjoy, you know, the Starfarer bridge um but you know i feel like it you know it, it just doesn't have that uh you know it just doesn't have that expansive feel like the the character does i guess it you know if i you know if i if i was gonna do it you know i'd pull the nose off the carrick and throw it on the odyssey i guess in a way but <clears throat> similar i mean i do love you know, the front of the nose on the Odyssey. I mean, I love the way it's styled and I wouldn't put, you know, I wouldn't put the big, uh, you know, the big glass canopy like the Carrick has on it. I, you know, I would just probably maybe shift some stuff around on the bridge. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's just, you know, me, me, me thinking out loud, mm -hmm. I guess. So well, what about you? What, what do you, what do you really like about it? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I adore MISC ships, you know, so right off the bat, its design language speaks to me. I mean, when I look at the Endeavor, when I look at the Hull series, uh, when I look at the Prospector, um, you know, and, and that design language is carried directly into the, I mean, it is, it is, its DNA is MISC, you know, 100%. So, I mean, just the big, and like, you know, it, you know, now and then I just kind of sit back and think, man, what if, you know, Star Citizen was, what if, what if it was that time? I mean, I do think, 
you know, you know, I, we're always blessed to live in the time that we're living, right? But man, we're we're gonna miss space travel, you know, when it really gets rolling, and you know, you know, and so, you know, when I look at the um, when I look at the Odyssey, the Odyssey looks like a ship to me, like would that would be like the type of ship I would truly like to 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 have, um, to be, to have worked on or been on or lived on, you know, it just has. Uh, there's just so much about it I like. I mean, it's it's just a fantastic design. Now, here's the one thing I'm going to say about the Odyssey that I don't like, and I really do think it's a miss. Uh, you know, and I know that some people are going to be like, "Dude, they can't have that because it would make it too great." But if OP, <laughs> if for some reason I could fly my prospector off of that thing land my prospector back on that thing. And I don't even care about refining anything else. If I could just offload my Quantanium, just just give me a place where I can just, you know, plug in, you know, you know empty my bags, you know, if you will, into that, you know, to, to kind of also contribute in a way. Um, that would be, you know, to me, that to me, that's a miss, right? I wish they would have just, Yes, I understand. I don't think it makes it that much over more overpowered than the fact that it's got its own capability of doing that on there. But for me, it's just like that seems like the perfect prospector hauler. So you can actually have just this more fantastic one-two surveying punch. You know what I mean? Like the ultimate like data collector duo for finding those things that you may want to mine. But that being said, um, uh, I um, so that's the only thing that to me that was like, oh, it, it, the fact that it doesn't necessarily, you know, refine everything or whatever doesn't bother me. But, you know, you can't, you know, if you bring your prospector with you and you get 32 SEU on board, what do you do? <laughs> They show the prospector going around with it, but eventually, I, I suppose the prospector can help by adding laser power to things, but you, it can't. It really can't do anything else. It, it only has thirty-two SCU that it can haul. So you know, to me, then, then you know, so take the prospector out of it because you're not really bringing that ship with it. You know, <laughs> you, then then it's going to be more like. I'm going to be putting something like the Terrapin on there, you know what I mean, to do my own kind of long-range kind of, kind of scanning. Or it almost seems like a perfect, in a way, maybe maybe like a planetary, like what we talked about, you know, maybe using that um, that cargo or the, the hangar bay for like an SRV and then having like kind of a ground fleet that it deploys. You know, like like it's going to be a really, really good kind of ground, plat, like a ground mining platform where it can bring in a lot of different vehicles. You know, it can it can, it can carry your ROCs farther than anything, you mm -hmm. know, um, and and then, um, you know, then you have like an SRV like in the hangar to, to get to if one of them gets into a jam, you can right side it up or just pick it up and bring it back and repair it. You know what I mean? Type of thing. So, um you know, 100%, you know, like Pathfinder versus Surveyor, it's, for me, it's, it's, it's a real easy decision. It's the, it's the Odyssey all day long.
Yeah, I feel like the Odyssey's a little bit more versatile the way it's set up now than the Carrick is. Yeah. And we'll see uh, how versatile... I mean, the, 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 the neat thing is, is all of a sudden, someday, the Carrick may be 10 times more versatile. <laughs> With modularity is a thing. You know, uh, depending on how they... You know how they work out that modularity it is. On, uh, on those cargo pods. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to to see how that's all gonna all all that gonna play out. I mean, I, I could see us using the Odyssey like a like a you know basically your your point your uh, your bullseye point for doing mining operations it could be you know it could be our base of uh where we could uh, set up to do our mining operations yeah. off that thing i mean it is kind of a bummer that there's no way to um you know feed quantanium on board the refinery other than you know extracting it with its own miner but um the very fact that it can refuel ships on board you know you've got you know you've got a mini carrier it, it could be you know a carrier for our own mining ships here's so, so here's one last thing i want to kind of throw your way right because at some point this cargo is going to be physicalized. Now I know that they say that the Odyssey can haul 200 and whatever SCU. But yep. let's say I have a couple of, let's say I have a, some prospector teams and an expanse. Okay, the expanse is going to eventually make something that is going to resemble cargo <laughs> that you can actually store somewhere. So, you know, you know, thinking of that BMM with kind of those boxes all stacked on top of each other, is it just not going to have the, the ability to snap two in there? Because you would think that that cargo, like, that's the one thing that that, that, that you know, with that, that, that hanger seems like it could haul an awful lot. You could put an awful lot of SCU in that hanger. <laughs> you know, it like, I... I don't understand. You know, it's the one thing. There's, it's, it's a very cavernous space, right? So I understand it's got the two hundred, but it's like the hangar is a lot bigger than the cargo bay. So if if it, if you're actually making physicalized boxes, maybe, you know, you'll be able to repurpose that thing as kind of a, a cargo thing too. You know what I mean? Is it going to be a natural fit for that? Is it going to be, you know, is it is it going to, are they going to make it so it's really hard to kind of, you can't stack the things on top of each other? They're not going to have the snap two capabilities? Probably. But, you know, I mean, you know, interesting repurpose thought anyways for the Odyssey. Well, you know, yeah, that's the thing. If it, if it's not on that cargo grid, you know, will it, uh, <laughs> you know, will it stay in the ship? You know, why wouldn't it? You know right. things now. You know if you throw if you throw boxes up into uh, you know into any of the ships, you know they they hang about. So why wouldn't you be able to stack as you know 
Say, say you even had a ship parked in there. What if you had, you know, stacked a bunch of cargo all the way around it? Yeah. You know, as You're, long as it's not falling out the, you know, the front door, <laughs> then, you know, why not? Is it just the fact that it, you know, is not, you know, the track is only designed to accommodate, you know, that 252 SCU? It's those, uh, you know, so many deep and so high? That type of thing? Or? Oh, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, you know, and so, yeah, you know, the other question, I mean, is the, I don't know how big the Vulcan is. Is that thing going to fit in there? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, but man, if you can refuel the Vulcan with that thing. <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. You know, there's, yeah, the, I mean. The, the, oh, you know, there's all, we just don't, we'll, we'll have to find out because the one thing that, uh, that, you know, we the players are good at is, uh, you know, doing stuff the ships that wasn't designed <laughs> wasn't designed to do. Whether it's you know putting tanks on on the uh, deck of uh, the eight ninety and turning it into a battleship, or uh, you know, there's another thing too is uh, when you look at the when you look at the concept pictures and even when you were looking at uh, some of that gray box stuff. When the hangar bays are closed, that's a nice flat flat spot. Are you gonna, you know, sort of similar to the way, like the Liberator is designed, where it does have that one landing pad on top? You know, will you be able to do the same thing with the Odyssey, where you can land something on the top of it? That would be awesome. I mean, you know, it's you're exactly right. I mean, just another. I mean, you know, leave it to the to the star citizens to find the use cases for things, but you know, it does seem unusually flat. You know, like do they have some kind of a thought about you sticking something on top of there? Interesting, just a very you know. So yeah, I mean, you know, um, both of these ships are fantastic ships. That's the one thing for, is is for sure. You know, um, and and I think a reasonable argument could be made for either one of them. Um, space to me is one of those things where, you know, you always dream about setting out and not having to return, and that's the thing that the Odyssey has. That, you know, it's that X factor. Yeah, we'll have to find out a little bit more about how the Carricks. You know, they made kind of a big deal about it, it has a special engine. That type of thing. Yeah, or the tar or the Tarsus Tunneler, like we said, you know, like we said many times in the in the podcast tonight. There's just so much gameplay that's just not in for the Carrick. It's not fair. It's almost like a not. I'm not saying it's not fair, but you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. very difficult to to kind of you know make all the cases for it because it's it's best thing that's designed for isn't even around. You know what I mean? And so we, we Quantanium mine all the time. We know the value of that. So, you know, well, I mean, oh uh, man, that was uh, that was a great episode. That was. I um, I just want to say, if you happen to be listening out there, uh, you know, I'm and and Zell does an excellent job, and I'm gonna let him wrap this up for us tonight. But thank you so much. We've had some fantastic support. Um, we really do have some people that that enjoy the podcast that I know are listening to it. Um, as they head to work or as they kind of go out in their life. And if you've hung on to the podcast, uh, you know, this time, 
I really want you to know that that uh, that Zell and I are starting to put some thoughts into how we can make things better, um, and and how we can serve the Star Citizen community, um, you know, in, in in kind of in in a way that's uh, uh, a little more something that's. Um, that's that's that that's it's something we're excited about you know so uh you know anyways thank you for listening without further ado i will hand it over to zal and and uh good night everybody did we tease a little bit about the future <laughs> foreshadowing right <laughs> you guys need to stay tuned because we've got we've got a lot of things planned for the future um so you guys stay tuned but like I say every week, we're so appreciative of you guys listening and the feedback's been great. We, we really do. We really, really love you guys out there. And, um, you know, with, you know, you guys stay listening. You know, we got, we got a lot of stuff planned and, um, you know, make sure that you subscribe, you hit that like button and please, please engage with us down in the comments below and join us next week on another rock runners report